back to the Helihead Show. This is episode 97. I am your host, Skids. We got the old Gooch here. Oh, uh, I'm still here. Hello, Dude, my friend. Hands. Still here. Uh, we got Diamond. Oh my god, I'm here. Yay. However, we got no cholo. What happened? I don't he know. got on uh, what, what is he like river floating or whatever? I think he's on the river. Yep. Uh, With mm. a case of beer. Mmm. Yeah. Trying to tune his OS right now. <laughs> tune his <laughs> OS. <laughs> oh my goodness. Yeah. Well. It's always a joke, right? Yeah. Always a joke. Yep. I mean. Some people just can't handle the power, you know? <laughs> He's going to hate us. Yeah, this he is, what, is. This is what you get for uh, having to work. That's you right. Know? Just saying. Yep. Sucks to be you. Hey, guess what's happening tonight? What's happening tonight? What? I might have seen a photo mm -hmm. that Telerotor is recording. Can you believe it? I mean, do our pigs flying right now? I mean, I possibly. Mm. I mean, what happened? They found some free time. I guess. When was yeah, the last they, time they recorded? Uh, like 2018, December, something like that. <laughs> uh, their bikes must be in a in a bike shop right now. Oh, is that what it fun. is? Yeah, their bikes yep. are all in the shop, so now biker they can talk. Boys. Biker, biker boys, <laughs> biker boys. No, that's awesome, dude. Oh, I'm, God. I'm, I'm Hell's Angel wannabes. <laughs> oh my God. Oh uh, goodness. No, it's cool. Split I mean, at the end of the day, is, what, what? Splitting lanes, <laughs> high octane biker boys. <laughs> Are we gonna make like a Christmas uh, carol, or whatever, a Christmas uh, <laughs> song about them, biker boys, <laughs> spreading gifts, oh, riding man. gifts, biker boys, biker boys. Yeah, Sherman, he's getting in on it too. Oh yeah, except he see. bought the wrong bike. Yeah, yeah. Did he buy something cool? He's gotta get. One, he's gotta get one of those outback bikes or whatever. <laughs> Yeah. What? Yeah. He bought he bought a Jixer one thousand. Is it a thousand? I think it's a one thousand. I don't doubt that. You know? I don't doubt that. I mean, you know, he took it out first day and he was like, you know, one seventy, one I'm like, oh my god. Yeah. At least it's, one of them got a cool bike. Well, he's all of like a buck twenty, you know what I mean? So of course yeah. it's fast. So yeah. you know? Yeah. Yeah, put yeah. some size on then tell me how fast it is. Yeah. Uh, I mean, He's, any heli pilot that 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 you know runs a uh, YS120, you know they're not gonna get a 400 cc bike. Just saying, <laughs> right? You know, yeah. Four so. foot two, buck twenty. Biker yeah. boy, biker boys. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Man. Well, cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm excited. We'll finally get to hear those guys again. Yep. So, uh, I can't wait to hear a motorcycle talk they got this week. Yeah. yeah, I don't know. Like, uh, the Paolo has been pretty, uh, pretty involved in the chat group or the the team chat group, you know? Yeah, 
So that's pretty cool. I like right it. Right on. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, no Cholo. You guys ready to kick this off? Well, might as well. It's going to be quick without Cholo. I think it should be. <laughs> I think we should just do a quick one. Yeah, let's do it. Let's call it the quickie. All right, here we go. The quickie. Thank you I'm for everyone. <laughs> nice. Jeez. Oh, God. <laughs> Who was it I was talking to about that? Oh, I can't bring his name up. Never mind. Never mind. Never mind. Yeah, yeah. Damn it, Cholo. He sent me, he sent me <laughs> a, a, a 16 second video, and I was like, oh, it's short like your sex life. Oh, Whoa. Yeah. Over the top. Uh, nothing but net. Yep. All right, here we go. Thank you to everyone for downloading, streaming, and listening to our podcast. We certainly thank every one of you for doing so. And no, no, uh, no, no, no. Each and every one of you. I was trying to mix it up, but thank you. To each no, and I'm... every one of you. People appreciate that, dude. That little yeah. bit of each and every one of you, like, yeah. really. Really drives sets... it home? Yeah, like, really. I felt included. Straight. Yeah, all inclusive. Yeah, all inclusive. <laughs> uh, well, we got some weak success, do we? Yeah, I think we do. Okay. You want to go first? Do it. All right. So, uh, nothing crazy going on. Um, so, I want to spend a little bit of time. And uh, two weeks ago, right, two weekends ago, I got mm. to go to the... First uh, blade scrape hunt flock. Aren't you going Delphi, to like? Ohio. You're going to week you like like events like back to back like weekend after weekend. Yeah, so I did spring fling, and then the following weekend we did the blade scrape. And then what are you doing this weekend? And this weekend, so we took one break, one weekend break, which was for the fam. <laughs> and this weekend, I'm going. You know, me, Chris, and a couple other folks are going to Cuba, New York. We're going to Cuba, boys. Hmm. Yeah, that's a long Florida trip. Long that's flight. like that's beneath Florida. Yeah, yeah. I wish I want to try and swim it. <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah. He's like, I've been training. Uh, I mean, I, since my name is very close to Tariq, I'm just gonna take a rowboat, hook up a helicopter to it, and we're speedboating our way there. Oh, I was just gonna backstroke it all the way there, <laughs> Chris. Yeah. I got a mean backstroke. <laughs> You're, you're, oh gonna, you're gonna need you're gonna need Gooch to be your your interpreter. Yep. <laughs> He's gonna show. Me. Hello, my friends. Hello, my friends. <laughs> okay. Uh, uh, no, Cuba, New York. So we're going to see. We're going to the uh, Stars Spring Thing, not Fling Thing. So um, it's gonna be. I don't know. Last year wasn't that big, but. It's a really good good group of guys. Um, the The facility is actually pretty nice because they do have RV camping spots. Nice, and they're like ten bucks a night. Ooh, yeah. So it's kind of like I, I'm kind of excited because, like, literally, I'm not even. I wasn't able. I didn't have time to bring my camper home. So, actually, I'm literally gonna pack the car. I'm gonna go hook up to the camper, and then I'm gonna get on the road in the morning. Yeah, Man, it's this about event life ain't easy. Yeah, so yeah. it's gonna be like four hour drive, four and a half hour. I think last time I did it in about four and a half hours. Mitch Booth with his uh, castle on wheels did it in four hours today. Mm. Did he bring his uh, big black dick? Uh, I'm, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> Them Cubans are about to find out. Oh, poor Cubans. 
Yeah, well, we didn't really bring that out of Spring Fling, which I really wanted him to, but... Oh, he forced it on me. Oh, did he? It was oh, uncomfortable. Right. Oh, you got some. Oh, you got some. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. He made me do it twice. Yeah. Oh, I mean, you got it twice. Yeah. Twice. Not once. Ooh. I got it twice. I was like, ooh. I mean, what else is there to do on a day when it rains? Yeah. Wreck you know? RC trucks. Yep. That's what there is, dude. It's $200 <laughs> that you're never going to get back. <laughs> uh, so, yeah. Uh, so... Blade script. I just gotta say, it was a, a pretty small event, maybe like thirty or so pilots. Uh, but it was really cool. Um, just you know, it, it was the usual people from Ohio, a few folks from Indiana. Um, the the neat thing about it is that you know I got uh, the organizer Kyle Spiels, um actually wanted the Heliheads to kind of MC the Blade Scrape competition. So um, I got to do that. There was, I think, five pilots that did it. Um, the winner of that was Gary Williams. That, I swear to God, that guy, the, the man is the Picasso of blade scrapes. Yeah. Dude, he literally, he's like drawing, like, like writing cursive with blade scrape. Come on. And did not at any time, like, I was like, dude, this thing is going to go in. Nope. Just like, just a tip. And he just dragged her all over that path. Wow. So yeah. that's what I've been doing wrong. Yep. I'm trying um, to use the whole blade, and he's just using the tip. Yep. Mm. Now, I will say this. Leroy, you know, had to do two attempts, and not even with his heli. It was it was two attempts with uh, somebody else's heli. The first attempt off the rip, he stripped something gave into the pinion main gear area. So he requested a redo. And he actually ended up getting second place. So that that was pretty cool. But yeah, I was like, you know, it's not about stripping gear. It's about blade scraping, dude. So, but it was cool to see everybody there. Um, tons of raffle prizes. I mean, Heli Direct, uh, Scorpion, uh, Mikado USA, I think, gave stuff. BK Hobbies. It was very, very cool to, uh, to, to be part of that. Um, nice. Amazing. Uh, from a field perspective, like there was no... You know, like camper, you know, hookups or anything like that. But literally, the flying area, there was not a tree or an obstacle in front of you, probably for three quarters of a mile. Oh wow! Yeah, it was. It was a wide open field, man. You know, so it was really cool. Um, You know, we got to see Matt Botos was out there. Um, He got a pull on the Tri Nasty. Oh, and, what do you think? Ooh. And uh, he's like, I just, I just want to go fast in it. <laughs> I'm like, okay, have at it. Dude, he had that thing cranking, big old smile on his face. He's like, this is pretty cool. <laughs> he's like, you know, do you think, uh, like, it seems like it'd go faster. I'm like, it's only 12 and a half degrees of pitch. He's like, oh, yeah, it could be faster. <laughs> so um, we had fun with that. Yep. Yeah. Uh, so really, really cool for anyone that's you know in the area in the Indiana, Ohio, Michigan area. I would definitely, definitely recommend that for the next year. Okay. So that was pretty cool. Uh, other than that, so um, I went to that. We camped. I actually had my son and my dog with me camping. That was very, very interesting. But uh, <laughs> I came back, and really, I took a break. Like the following weekend, dude, I was just. You know, we uh, literally, it was for the fam. You know, we did stuff around the house. The weather was nice. So we did a ton of that. 
Um, the, about the only heli related thing that I did in the past weeks, other than the blade scrape uh, fun find, I uh, started cleaning up the carcass for the Ross 700 that was crashed at Spring Flame. And we, Damn it. The, yeah, the, the, the pilot should remain nameless. I agree. And, but to be honest, it's not that bad. Just the usual suspect, but like, you know, um, you know, the boom toast, the bearings in the tailbox toast, but the tailbox actually seems straight and square, dude. And it went, it went literally on the tail, didn't it? Yeah. What hell was this? The Raw 700. You're Raw 700. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay, gotcha. The orange popsicle. <laughs> um, oh, it it's like a typical, like, it's a typical me kind of crash. It's like tail okay. first. That's everything. Yeah. Um, yeah. And uh, I... I was able to kind of work the plastic landing gear back into shape. Uh, one of the tubes, the skid tubes are done. So we're going to need one of those. And really in the main frame area that I could see major wise, it, it was the, uh, the tray uh, channels for the battery tray. Mm, right. You know, the, the tray system. So, but not bad. I mean, uh, you know, hell of a save, Chris, I got to say, because I really thought it's going to be the heli and then some people. But you had that thing on lockdown to, to save it and get her away from the, the crowd. So kudos to you for that one. I'm just I saying it panicked. better come back to me with a carbon boom. So let me, you know. All I'm going to say is it is. So relax. Yeah, chill. It better, it better come back with the uh, the new orange canopy, not the old one. Oh boy! Oh, now you're really going for a shutdown. <laughs> <I'm like, "How laughs> <are those?" laughs> uh, we should just like go around. buy some like uh, reflective go paint. A, I was gonna say I'm just gonna buy a rattle can and just like spray painted orange. For them. <laughs> nice. Yeah. yeah. Put Dude, a white paint stripe down the middle. Here you go. Yep. <laughs> there you go. Yep. Yep. Yes. Right. So, um, so yeah, not bad. I think we'll work a little bit on on it at this event in Cuba. You know, if we have some downtime. So right on. Uh, let's see. Uh, I did. Well, hold on. You, I mean, you guys definitely need to make sure that it's ready for Chris to crash at Ohio. Well, yeah. Or Kevin. (laughs) Or all of us. We can just pass the transmitter. Yeah. I mean, at this point, it's it's no longer new. Here's what's funny about the whole thing is like, it had six flights on it. Mm -hmm. Three were me and the rest were Chris. (laughs) (laughs) So what you're saying, he earned the, the right to, to, you know. I mean, yeah, have a, you a know. tail touch. Yeah. yeah, no, it was well worth That's it. A, yeah, um, it's conditioning, though. I gotta say this, like you know, like when you earlier in the hobby career, right? Oh man, like crashing, like you took it to heart. After a while, after you've been battered enough, you're like, eh, okay, cool, we'll fix it. Yeah. You know, I never got over that phase. I still take it to heart. I go to therapy really? sometimes over some crashes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> therapy. <laughs> Are you serious? Oh, there's some crashes that, like, I sit there and it just, yeah, I'm down and out. For How the much is the therapist charging you? Sometimes they pay me because it's just entertainment. Oh, okay. Hmm. It's Charlie and Ron. They have to listen to me bitch about the crash for like the next like two weeks. Oh, okay. <laughs> I, I thought because if you're paying a therapist like 300 bucks to tell them about your crashes, like, dude, like, I'll do it for 150. 
right? <laughs> Just for steel. Yeah, I'll do it for a steel half price. You guys, is, you guys seriously get over it? Because sometimes I don't like, especially if it was like. I think initially when it goes in, you're like, ah, man, but like, dude, like I just, once I, I actually get it off the field and I put it in my car, like it, I'm over it. No, I, the black nitro going in really pissed me off. Really? Yeah. See? Because, uh, I, I just hit full stride with it where it was like the engine was dialed. Mm-hmm. The, I mean, it was flying amazing. And mm-hmm. then it crashed, and so that one, that one I hated. Yeah, not not the not the spring fling thing, chopping mm-hmm. Jimmy's boom off or whatever, but uh, <laughs> not not that you know. But but like the full blown like putting it in hard. Yeah, I was like fuck. I was mad. Yeah. yeah, I was. I was the only one there. Thank goodness, and I was saying some choice words. But but yeah, normally I don't care, and especially if I volunteer my heli to somebody like Chris. And, mm-hmm. you know, he plows it in. I'm like, whatever, dude. You know, it is what it is. I don't care. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So. That's, that's kind of that, like. Yeah. Go ahead. The crashes I struggle getting over is ones I do in competitions. I never mm. let those go. They bugged me for like the next three years. I'm still bugged about the one that happened 2018. Still. I mean, do you want to hug it out? Do we need to talk more about it? <laughs> I don't know. It's still like, oh, there's some that I'm just send like, all care go. packages to three, two, yeah. one. <laughs> go fund me. Yeah. 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 Go subscribe to my only yeah. skids. Chris needs some home baked cookies. Send those yep. to him. Yeah. Uh, he needs an emotional support dog, an extra one. Right. Yeah. I got two, but they need my emotional support. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> Uh, let's see. Uh, Kevin Earmuffs did some planking too. Oh, good. Uh, so, did you let it roll I, out the back? Of the I truck? brought that up. Really, <sighs> I brought that up not necessarily for the planking piece, but like today, like impromptu. You know, remember on in summertime when it warms up, my local club right down the road does like training nights on Wednesdays. So yesterday, like. I was like, I'm going to go and fly my airplane because I haven't flown it. I only have like six flights on it. So I'm like, I'm going to go fly my 67 inch, which, listen, it's got a YG on it and it's got a Mikado uh, Neo on it. So you should be happy with that. No, piece. no, I'm not. No. That's you know what's No, here's why. What? Because what? every time you and Frank Lesteritos buy an airplane and all the fixings for it, you could be putting that money back into the heli hobby. We're already a small, small thing going on here. We're kind of hurting for, you know, numbers. And then you mm-hmm. go blow your money on freaking firewood. What the fuck? I love this. I yeah. love this. But you heard me, but, Frank. Yeah. But here's the cool thing. So <laughs> we started this again yesterday. I was ready to go. Um, and I got caught up at home with the kids and everything else. So like, I was like, today I'm going. So I took, you know, I put Zach in the, in the car seat. He's sitting there like tapping on my elevator the whole time to the field. Um, but we go out there and like all the plankers are like, what radio is that? I'm like, <laughs> and I'm like, it's a heli radio. Really? Oh yeah. It's, it's the best. You know, and they're all like, literally, like, these, in their mind is they, you know, they all they know, majority of them is Futaba or Spectrum. And some of them know about that core 
you know, uh, radio they got for jets. Yeah, yeah. The Cortex, whatever it is, right? So they're like, oh, man, this is cool. But the one guy was interested in it because I guess he works on uh, government drone programs, you know, for the federal government. But they cannot buy anything from that's made in Vietnam, China, so on and so forth. Mm-hmm. But something like that that's made in Germany, it's okay for them to to incorporate into their projects. So he was like, oh, like checking it out like hardcore. I'm like, hey, it's out there. But the the cool thing about it is that like we gather up like tonight or this afternoon, there was two other people that showed up to our club because they're like, yeah, we went to the other club, which is like an extra, I don't know, 15 minute drive. Um, but they're like, yeah, we went there. There's nobody that fights anymore. It's like a ghost town all the time. I'm really surprised that you guys are out here. And there was probably, I don't know, 10 pilots out there. So I'm very surprised that I guess, you know, the, the, even airplane pilots, there's a little bit of a, something is going on, you know, but it's cool to have new Kevin, people Kevin, come and stay with us. <laughs> what? Hmm? Okay. So here's next. Hey, Kevin. <laughs> hey, Kevin. Yeah. Guess what? What? We got more complaints from our listeners about you. Oh, Here we go. What did I do now? Here I thought you bought something. I was really hoping you bought something. I I did it that way because I I literally, I I think we need to drive this one home. Chris said it, unapproachable. We had a a complaint from one of our listeners. Stop. No way. (sighs) That the last show... You know, you praise some people that gave you stuff or helped you out with stuff, but you forgot two very important people that gave, one gave you something, one helped you put it on. Oh, boy. Who did I miss? Who gave you feet condoms so your new shoes don't <laughs> get ruined? <laughs> Listen, so Todd's hopping. Is he mad? Is that what it is? <laughs> Yeah, he's, he, and it wasn't that he was mad. It wasn't the words, and these are his exact words. I was hurt that he did not I mention was hurt. that. Yep, that he mentioned others God, that that uh, gave him stuff. I was hurt that he yeah, did not mention that. Todd, listen, you're like family, okay? So not I mean, mad, I don't just, just hug everybody at the field. You get hugs, and and you don't even want my hugs, but I still want to give yeah. you hugs. I mean, so, he wanted to say that he even protected your feet from, like in a from pee. Relationship. <laughs> <laughs> no, he did. He protected my my foots, and uh, but who, um, who helped you put him on? Um, oh, was he hurt too? Dadgummit, Mitch! I feel bad that I hurt Mitch more so than <laughs> Todd, honestly. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, because Mitch is my buddy. I love Mitch. God, yeah. you're ruining our whole. Our whole squad. Our image is tarnished forever. We're going to be known as Uh, unapproachable, (laughs) thankless. Can we get a penalty box? uh, Right. Can I just go to my timeout now? Um, Yeah, no. Yeah, rule number one, you guys. If you ever go to an event and you know it's going to rain, don't mess around. Bring waterproof shoes, whatever that is to you. Bring them. Do not mess around. Just bring them. I really thought, because Spring Fling is, you know, I never thought of it as being soggy, right? 
And what spring um, flings have you been to? Yeah, I don't. I, for whatever reason, when I was packing, I was like, "Yeah, it's going to rain, whatever." And I had two pairs of shoes, but I, you know, I thought, "Yeah, it's pavement too, right? It has the gravel to the pits." And you know, I was like, "Whatever, it'll be fine." And it was not fine. So yeah, there was standing water everywhere. Yeah, I mean, like you guys going to Cuba, man. Take your rubbers with you. Just saying, mm-hmm. need protection. What? Yep. <laughs> no. I mean, listen. I'm. You know. It's, Todd still finds me. About? A, 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 <laughs> Todd still finds uh, you know me approachable. So yeah, know, he, you know I'm I'm very you know thankful for Todd pointing me in the direction of Pete Condom. Mm. Yeah, 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 yeah. Mm-hmm. Big black dick and rubbers. Just saying. Yep. Yep. Thanks to folks. And one and one camper. <laughs> yeah, ten dudes, one camper. Gotcha. Yep. 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 Good yep. lord. Yep. Uh, hopefully, hopefully, Mitch set up the satellite, you know, before it starts raining. Mm. Mm-hmm. Well, I hear you. Sorry, you guys, but uh, yeah, I do appreciate the old Fates condom and <laughs> and Mitch, <laughs> poor guy. I mean, he got on there. He was he, serious, dude. He, he jumped right on there like a pro. Freaking like slammed them rubbers on my feet. Oh yeah, he was in mm-hmm. it to win it, buddy. Yeah. It's like almost he had a little bit of experience with you know, <laughs> putting rubbers condom. on. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god! Uh, but that's all I had. Okay, all, all right. fun aside, Jeez. did some things. I'm excited about Cuba. Hopefully, next episode we can talk a little about Cuba. How about that, Chris? Uh, you want to do that? Awesome. I'm down for that. Okay. Okay, Chris, let it rip. Uh, let's see. I had a pretty uneventful weeks. Uh, unlike Gucci, I stayed home for a while after spring fling, licked the wounds of crashing two helis, and one of them's not even mine. Um, but I did go to the field with Charlie and Ron. Had the time of my life with them. Got to listen to them bicker, which always makes my day. And uh, got to uh, watch some F3 seeing from Charlie and kind of gave me the itch, I guess. And then uh, saw Charlie fly the Flash. So it's the second flash I've seen in person. Was it and, fast? Uh, oh, lightning fast, baby. Yeah, yeah. It's like okay. Lightning McQueen. <laughs> Good chow. <laughs> Good chow. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Every time. Oh, I'm going to say it with that. Oh, my. <laughs> Bill's going to be so pissed. <laughs> Oh. oh my god, every time people are going to see a flash now, they're going to go, ka-chow! Ka-chow! Is there a so, gif of Lightning McQueen? Uh, so what you're telling me, what you're telling me, Kevin, <laughs> that we got to do a Facebook Live when Charlie flies the flash? <laughs> ka-chow! ka-chow! <laughs> Just show the hell and then slowly pan over to me and I'll be like, ka-chow! <laughs> oh my god, dude, I'm crying. This is... <laughs> <laughs> That's really great. What is this? It's the Kachow 700. Oh, what is that? What comes after light or after thunder? Lightning or oh whatever. whatever. <laughs> what comes before There's lightning? Somebody, oh my God. We need to get uh, Jimmy to make us a, the 95 with the lightning bolt through it. We're going to start sticking on some flashes. Ooh. I'm uh, on to something here. Oh, yep. And then we got to put like a little LED behind us so it does like the light bolt thing. Take the move. Damn. Are you texting him right now? Oh, yep. <laughs> yes. 
Just get it done uh, before Cuba. Man, too funny. Uh, so I uh I also discovered something uh this weekend flying. Tail servos have expiration dates. What? Mm. No way. Yeah. <laughs> this tail servo. <laughs> what? No way. What? No way. Uh, what are we know talking about? How old this? I don't know how old this tail servo is. It's uh, it's been around the block though. And uh, she's cooked. I went to go fly, and I'm like, my tail's really not wanting to hold at all. So we land, and Ron, being Ron, he goes over and he's like, messing with wires and stuff. He goes, that's not it. Grabs the servo horn and just yanks the servo all the way the other way. He goes, found the issue. Wow. Yeah, we've moved on. Listen, Chris, we've moved on from DS six twenties. Okay, you gotta, (laughs) you you gotta move on, buddy. You guys are at seven sixty. I'm still in the past. Yeah, Um, fifteen (laughs) twenty. Yep. Goodness. So it solved a lot of issues when we put that on. So now this thing's dialed. Um. Feel so locked in. Feel so does <laughs> feel so locked in. You watch. <laughs> I'm not. Uh, I don't have a flash. I can't get chowed up. <laughs> oh uh, man, what else you got? I'm like, I was so I almost pulled a planker. I looked at my jet, this like little foamy jet I have. Mm. And I looked at my nitro. And I looked at the jet, and then I looked at the nitro, and I thought, what would Kevin do in this situation? Mm, mm. My man. So I put the nitro in the car and left. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> I thought you were gonna say I took the the foamy and I put it to a tree. That would have been even better. Right, yeah. So I took the <laughs> that plane. That requires and me flying st- it. <laughs> strung it through a tree. Oh strung gosh. Yeah, yeah. So what do you think? Oh. Are you like starting to feel like nitro? Are you like down with the sickness now? I am. The thing with the nitros is. They're way more relaxing to me. I don't know if it's because, like, an electric, it's like you're on edge all the time because they're just mm-hmm. so fast. Where the yeah. nitro is just like, it's like they're fast, but they're not like, because you well, have to eventually fast. let, yeah, you eventually have to let off. You can't just right. stay in it the yep. whole time. It's mm-hmm. just like, I don't know. And then it's like, I get eight minutes. So I have eight minutes of having to come up with shit to do instead of three. Mm. Mm-hmm. I think that's what it is for me is I get like an extra two minutes, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, like, at least like an extra two. My- I, I don't tip it. Well, that's not really true. Uh, I did go fly part of my week, but uh, and yeah, I mean, there was like a couple times I ran the tank out of fuel. Like I just kept flying until it ran out. Mm-hmm. I went up for an auto, and I just heard the engine go rap, and I'm like, oh, we're out of fuel. I guess we're coming down now. Yeah, like every but- time I run out of fuel, I hear that Turek video out of fuel. <laughs> 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 Uh, ain't got no gas in it yeah yeah nope. um, yeah I that's know. cool though man i'm you, glad that you, you finally me. have running i'm glad that you finally have running nitros three watch out maybe that's all I'll bring to cuba you've got Ow. three yeah i got the 700 raw the kraken 700 and then the 580 no way what the no, raw no okay the 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 puma raw puma yeah yeah, yeah. puma nitro yeah so mm. Gotcha. Maybe I'll just bring nitros. Dude. Have a nitro fest. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-mm. That'd be fun. Just be leave them out the box with the fuel. I mean, that's really what I did for Blade Scrape. 
I took I had the tree the the tri nasty, but I just took my nitros, and that's what I predominantly flew was my nitro. Just fill it that's up. So yeah. So yeah, I, that's what I'm planning to bring is the three nitro, the two nitros, and the tri nasty. I could bring four nitros. What? Yeah. I still got my original fly bar Raptor 50. We could bring that thing and see if we can get what? the What? No Dude. way. Bring it. Okay. That would be fun. Is it flying? Actually, I still have the radio and everything for it. So really, we just have to charge it up and pray to God nothing falls off of it. Please tell me it has a pullout antenna. No. Oh. Uh. It's not. Uh, so when I got into hobby, that wasn't a thing anymore. If if oh, okay. you bring it, I think it would be like if you come tomorrow evening, not only try to to get it running, but fly that night. I mean, that would be like under. You want to hear know, something spotlights. messed up? My my first urchin night contest, I used that heli with. Really? So I have an LED canopy boom and blades for it. Dude, I mean, ever come on. night contest. That's the first time I ever competed was with that heli. Hmm. I really like date myself here. That was when Tony Whiteside was like, oh God, I was like 12 or 13. Tony Whiteside was like spotting me like way down at the end of the field while we were trying to figure this thing out. And he's like, you got this. You'll be all right. And I'm like shaking at the center stage. I'm like, there's so <laughs> many people here. Uh, yeah. Dude, if you remember to bring it, you know, we might be able to uh, get it running. It'll be cool. Plus I never flown a fly bar in heli. Mm. You haven't? Nope. Oh, it's different. Yeah. It's different to go back to it now. Yeah. You'll feel like a pimp, yeah. though. <laughs> like, <laughs> I like swear, I put on it's a fur coolest... hat or something? When you see what this heli looks like, you're going to think you put on a fur hat. It's got like a pink, purple, orange, like the schemes all over the place. But it's, and it's got like a little green in it. You're Dude, gonna it's go. going to be like, it's going to be like a retro night at the club. It's going to be awesome. Yeah. <laughs> It'll be like throwback, baby. Now I'm getting, mm. I'm getting FOMO. Oh, you get FOMO. <laughs> getting FOMO now. Yep. Uh, maybe we should, you should definitely bring that to Ohio in July. Mm. Okay. And Hex. Mm. There you go. Hex. Yeah. Yeah. yeah Way cool. Fun. Yep. All right. Anything else, Evan, buddy? What did you do? What did I do? Yeah. What you? What was your weeks? I, listen, I did something unbelievable. I got out and oh. flew. Oh boy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I mean, and? you know, of course things happened. I mean, it's <laughs> me. <laughs> so. So was a what? tree involved? <laughs> there was no what trees happened? involved. What happened? Um. Uh, well, let's just start with the good. I actually flew like six or seven times, uh, you know, this past week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're all um, nitro flights because uh, I wrecked your electric. Right. They're I, have, I have zero electrics right now. I have all nitro. Um, so we'll get to that in a second. But uh, I took the black nitro and the uh, Nitron 90 with me. Okay. And, uh, right? And so, at Spring Fling, I had had a problem where those who know Hattori pipes will understand. Uh, the bolts that run through the grommets into the uh, collector header plate at Spring Fling, they were coming out, right? 
So got that tightened back up, but it did run the motor a little lean. And I didn't know it at the time because me and Chris were doing a tandem. So he had his nitro going, had mine going. I couldn't hear mine. You know, it was just we were in, encased in noise. So um, I'm sure I hurt the motor. I just was like, whatever, we're going to keep going at it. Tightened it down. You know, obviously spent the rest of the, the, the weekend there with that. Um, but at home, I didn't have an issue with the muffler coming off of the header. All of a sudden, now the header was coming off the engine. And I was like, son of a bitch, right? So, you know, the basically I started hearing that crackle sound, you know, where I was like, oh, okay, all right, we're going to have to land because something's bad wrong. And it did. It, it nuked my motor a little bit. Um, so the Tron, on the other hand, it was doing fine, except... I won't name any names, but somebody, when, they're de- when they designed the tank... Mm-hmm. Had to have a removable freaking outlet pressure nipple with a screw-on deal and blah, blah, blah. And that little shit came loose. And so, of course, it was sucking air and caused that motor to run lean. Mm. So it was not a good time. Uh, but I still had the raw HD at home. Uh, and, you know, it, it flies. Uh, that motor's hurt, though. It definitely, it's, it's got its own issues because we were trying to rush the break-in process in Miami. And, uh, you know, so it, it, <laughs> it sounds like a school bus. It's hurt. Um, but it does fly. So I went out the next couple days and, and flew that. And uh, Ben, I fixed Ben's 580 Kraken Nitro. Mm-hmm. And so we went out there again. I took the HD out there and uh, <laughs> we went to go start his up. Of course, well, it was a calamity of just, you know, problems and issues. It was it was really funny. Um, so first things first, we had to charge up our receiver packs. And of course, we're on like borrowed time. Right. Mm-hmm. And so we got those charged up, put them on the helis. And he was going over his Kraken 580 because it's literally sat for a year and a half. And, and so I went ahead and flew the HD, the raw HD. And, and I was just being mean as hell to it. And uh, so he was like, man, he's like, you're going to let that thing breathe? And I'm like, nope. <laughs> so, uh, so I beat the shit out of it as best I could anyway. And uh, we went to go take his out to the flight line. Went to go hit the starter, and it went... I was like, really? Now the starter battery's done. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so we had to start the... We had to charge that. So we started that, or we charged that up. Went back out to the flight line, tried to start it up again, and I kept hearing this like whirring noise, like a, like almost like a supercharger noise coming from his heli, and I'm like, bro, I'm like, what, what is going on here? <laughs> you know? <laughs> And the Vortex so, supercharger. Right? He, I guess in, it, Josh must have done it. It was Josh's fault. It had to be. And so he put, put a turbo or a supercharger on it. And so every time it hit the starter, it would be like, bah, and you'd hear this like, Wee! sound. And I was like, <laughs> what the hell is that? You know? And so I got looking, and his one way was like free spinning as you're starting it. Oh, Jesus. And I was like, oh, I'm like that's not good. So he reached down there and it like it moves both ways. So basically the bottom line of it was is that 
he had a hot start, and that was a whole reason as to why mm. I had to replace the clutch and the fan and whatever else. And and so uh, I guess he had a hold of the head while this was going on, and he you know he was holding the boom and the head at the same time, could not get to the radio. So a friend of his was there that knows nothing about you know his radio, and he's like, grab any switch. I don't care. <laughs> any switch will help the situation. And so finally they pulled a switch, I guess, that dropped the idle or, or whatever. And, and so uh, our best guess is that it, you know, took out the one way, you know. Mm-hmm. So uh, we didn't even get to fly his, but he's got parts on order. They should be here tomorrow. And, uh, you know, we're going to try and get him back up and, and going. But uh, so I came home and was dreading the thought of having to order parts because I know how RC Japan works, right? Mm -hmm. If you don't buy in bulk, you're going to get raped in shipping. So you might as well Mm -hmm. make it worth your while, right? Mm -hmm. So I ordered like three sets of, you know, kits, sleeve kits for both of my YS motors and then ordered like a few other stuff too, like a couple heads and a crank and, you know, whatever. So I'm looking at the cost list and I'm like, holy shit, right? Mm-hmm. And so I hadn't pulled the trigger yet. I'm I'm now thinking like, what corner can I work, you know, to make this happen? And and so the very next day I get a phone call from Bill and he's like, Hey, do you uh you have any ESCs for sale? And I was like, uh yeah, sure, I've got one, you know. So <laughs> Bill ended up buying one of my ESCs, and it was just by dumb luck that he called. And I was like, oh, thank God, you know, because it was like $450 in parts, you know? Mm-hmm. So thank you, Bill, for calling, because he, he, I don't know if he realizes how much he really saved the day. I think he does. But anyway, uh, yeah, so thank goodness he called, and I was able to, to pay for this stuff, you know. And so this week, I've actually been spending most of my time rebuilding those motors, getting them back into the heli, and you know, going over things and talking with Tom Shin about, you know, mixing up some of these helis with better Loctites or what do you use kind of thing, because I, I don't want this stuff to happen or continue. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I've been working on that. So they are, in fact, right now, ready to go, ready to be broken in. And I hate that I'm, I'm going to say this, but I'm going to go to Joan Hall with helis that are not ready to like just beat the shit out of <laughs> yeah but I'm gonna, Joe knows not a hell even yeah i'm gonna be that guy out there hovering they'll be like uh, wow yeah so uh but i'm still i'm very excited that they're back together i you know because i'm having a ball with those helis especially the black nitro a lot of fun i love that helicopter and uh so i'm looking forward to getting it back in the air and uh mm. yeah so is Marcus going with you to Joel? Um, I think he and his dad are going to drive up on Saturday, just like we are. Sweet. And uh, yeah, so we'll see him. Um, I don't know if Tom's going. Tom acted like he might go, but I don't know that he will. Uh, it'd be cool if he did. I think Bill and Elaine are there. Are they? Yeah. Yeah. I think they do. Good thing I'm going to Cuba. Yep. <laughs> Stay mean, away. Does that mean Cliff's going to be there? I don't know. You you might find you know fun size fun size out there. You know, <laughs> you know. Yeah, so. I mean, you know, 
I saw some Scorpion demo where, you know, those dudes were flying in the rain. They were like, whatever, we're doing it. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, Kyle Dahl was there. Santiago. Fine. Yeah, Santiago. Did I keep watching Santiago? Like, dude, he's a good helipod with the airplanes. Holy smoke. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You know? So, yeah, pretty pretty cool. Like, I was yeah. watching some of the videos. Not every video, but. Yeah, there was there was some cool cool stuff coming out of there. Well, our boy Helmet, he's there. Mm-hmm. Yep. yep. Helmet, Helmet's there flying precision precision aerobatics. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, Jimmy Bullard is there too. I think. Yep. Yep. Saw him as well. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that uh, John Elrod's supposed to be there or is there. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. That'll be cool. Yeah. I mean, at least it's not there's some of the heli community there too. Yeah, absolutely. So pretty mm-hmm. cool. But uh, in the meantime, uh, how do I say this? Well, let's just start it with "Hey Gooch." Oh boy, what? Uh, I can't say I bought something, but I am gonna buy something. Oh boy, is it big, small, mediumish, a schmedium? Schmedium. Yeah. Okay. Is it airframe or is it an airframe accessory? It's it's an airframe. Is it sub six hundred or six hundred or less or seven six hundred plus? Six hundred or less. Mm. Finally pulled the trigger on a nitro fifty five, huh? <laughs> size sixty size. So you guys size. are here, like you know, yeah, okay, four nitros. You're like, oh, dude. Let me tell you, I have never owned more than two nitros at a time, and mm-hmm. I now am going to own four. <laughs> <laughs> what did you get? I got the 580 raw nitro, man. Mm. Whoop, whoop. Yeah, so it'll be coming eventually. And mm-hmm. uh, yeah, so well, you know, t- technically speaking, I'm getting an airframe too for a nitro project. Are you what? So I'm gonna. I got a uh, Kyle Stacy tri blade coming. Yeah. And the plan is HD with a, as, as soon as I could find a YS either used or brand new that is actually in stock, I'm, I'm going to convert it to an HD tri-blade mm. with a YS120. Yes, sir. The 120. Yes, sir. Mm-hmm. So I'm, I'm coming up. I'm bringing up the rear. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I literally own one electric and it's not even here. Yeah. I'm and, trying to get rid of my Genesis and nobody wants that. Hmm. Nobody likes to professionally hover? Apparently not. Hmm. And then something. Not even a backup air <laughs> You know? Uh come on, Charlie. Yep. Charlie. 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 Yeah. <laughs> be the but, first uh, Genesis ever to just be tail infinity tail slide and don't pull out. Yeah. I am still looking for another machine, though. I, I really want to go with a, a one-battery-type helicopter. I really do. All 420. Just, yeah, no, I'm good, thanks. I had one. It's gone now. <laughs> no. But, uh, yeah, I don't know. Uh, I mean, I don't want to say 500, because that wasn't quite my intention, right? Uh, 
Dude, a 500 with a 55 in it. Oh. Hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, dog. I hear you. You know? Yeah. That'd be cool if they made that airframe into a nice or, or Or, you know, a 50. Right. No, even a 50 would be really cool. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. So you can ask me what motor's going in this thing, or what? Well, we all know. Only the best. Yeah, it is the best. YS? Of course. You go, you go with the, the... Y, yes, it is. The 56, right? Hell yeah. Okay. So, I bought parts for that, too. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's my, oh, my, my 580 Nitro project next, you know, the next upcoming, you know, next winter is going to be, I'm going to... Uh, order a YS60 for it. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. I mean, I think four years, I think, what, uh, three, four years on that 55, I think it's made its money. Well, yeah, except that you can run that one wide open. The 60, mm-hmm. I think you have to be a little bit more careful with because it, uh, it heat soaks, right? Yeah. I mean, if you fly like Todd, that's different. But yeah. if you're wanting to Ooh. romp on it, Mm-hmm. You know. So I don't know, but it'd be interesting. I, I'm all for it. Do it. All right. So that's about all I got, man. Oh, mm-hmm. except that obviously we're we're gonna try and make June all this weekend. So Saturday we're you know, if the if the rain holds out, that's where I'll be. So pretty excited. That means about it. That, that means you're gonna be out of the office Saturday? <laughs> yeah, out of the office. Mm-hmm. So I mean, it sounds like uh, pretty much uh, a lot of us are going to be doing something this weekend. Mm-hmm. I'm excited. We could talk about it on the next episode, do like a little bit of a cover. Yep. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, yep, anything yep. else? Man, if only be three people, we sure uh, have some long weeks. This is. Yeah. No, I'm that's for me. Yeah, a little bit. A little bit. We have to talk about nitro. I mean, yeah, come on. Absolutely. Come on. Come All right. On. Chris, what's next, buddy? What's popping? Todd's <laughs> unhappy. <sighs> I'm never going to hear the end of it. I'm never going to hear yep. the end of it. Yeah. Yep. Well, uh, but we do have some, uh, some, some news, man. Cool. Uh, so first is first. TB60 pricing was revealed. How about that? And they have the the usual the kit, the combo, and and you know, the kit pricing and two different combos. They're gonna offer the PB60 in a 12s combo and a 6s combo. Nice. Yeah. So the kit alone, they're advertising it for seven hundred nineteen dollars, and obviously that includes um, what looks like the uh, uh, the blades. And then they have a 12S and a 6S combo. The 12S combo that includes everything as far as servos, motor, ESC. It does not include the fly barrels unit. So that's the 12S combo. $14.59. Okay. Okay. Now the 6S combo that includes a B stack, a fly barrels unit, it's $14.79. And so what I twenty bucks more. what I yeah, so twenty bucks more. What I find interesting, if you look, is that uh, combo for the TB70 that has 
flybrothers unit 130 mpsc right so they're uh 12s combo like the 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 lower amperage power right uh combo it's only what a hundred and forty dollars more yeah Mm -hmm. right so pretty interesting but yeah i mean it's 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 not bad pricing you know, but that's a line demo. They've always done this with their pricing and and the different combos, you know, that they offer. Mm-hmm. So pretty cool. And I think there's that, you know, the next thing that I think a lot of people are looking for. So I'm sure they're going to come out with a TB60 Nitro. Mm-hmm. Right. And I'm sure I think they already kind of released there will be a TB40. Right. Yeah. Ooh. Is it? Didn't the TB60 Nitro already hit some of the facebook groups or no did it i didn't even I, see it to be honest i i want to say yes but then again i'm not 100 percent right now i've been yeah. kind of buried with work and whatever but yep so but yeah they're they're kind of starting to to release again you know they're going to release a couple and then they're going to probably going to go into high airs again and it's the usual right from a line mm-hmm. you know they're very cyclical they might they follow the the cycle i guess within the hobby pretty closely yeah um so yeah that's one item uh the next item is you know we saw that there was an evo uh a a v-bar evo update Mm -hmm. and it sounds like even the evo controller has an update also okay do we know why or what for so as far as the evo uh the v-bar evo is I could tell you here in a second because I was looking at it. Uh, looks like uh, this is straight from the vstabi.info website. Uh, it says, uh, we did an intensive testing campaign to test the behavior at non-optimal power supplies, which does not show any weakness. As a result, there are some new log messages that show worn worms slash cold start and very short power surges uh, better than before. So what it's showing here is better S-Bus reliability at, uh, reliability at uh, startup, uh, log entries for reset cause and cold start, faster reaction of under voltage logging. It fixes the OTA firmware update optimizes the startup behavior at worm start, uh, macro cell trim offset applied after scaling and not before, small optimization for fast main rotor frame rates, 500 hertz. So that's that's the one that I kind of, you know, connected to, right? Mm-hmm. Is that they, they did something to the optimization for the loop when you're running these 500 hertz uh, refresh rate improve improved uh, usb compatibility for pc setup and workaround problem of the contronic internal tell me issues that they were having i guess oh, okay All right so they did a few things now i was trying to find out what the update for the radio did but i cannot for the life of me was able to find this before we started recording. Okay. So I went to the Vistabi, but apparently they released even something for the radio. Oh, okay. 
but I cannot really talk to exactly what they did for the radio in that update. Gotcha. Uh-huh. Yeah. So um, it sounds like there's some growing pains, right? Um, even for the new line of Evo, but you know, as always, they're they're catching up, you know, and they're doing their best to to provide releases of new software updates um, to improve and make it better, you know, or correct any unwanted uh, issues with right. the units. So that's to me, that's that's important, right? Yep, um, I agree. You know, um, that's more important than, you know, you know, a lot of people's like, well, it should be right the first time. I agree, but at the same time, I disagree. You know, nothing is perfect out of the bat. You know, even vehicles, right, when they release the first generation of a new car, right, they always have issues that they have to work with in the beginning, you know, but it's about how fast they work through those issues. So, yep. Right. And, you know, this is, we're talking hobby stuff here, not... Mm-hmm. GM, you know what I mean, or Ford Motor Company, you know. I mean, so yeah, let's not be ridiculous. We know there's going to be growing pains. Yep. So the other thing is right that we have on the news. I know some people are already excited. You know, some people are already like ready to place the order today. How <laughs> about the SAB summer heli sale that was announced by SAB headquarters, and then. Also, a lot of the dealers are starting to make announcements of this deeper discount than usual, mm-hmm. I would say, right? Um, so uh, it's looking like, uh, you know, the, uh, you know, uh, generally speaking, I think Kelly Direct had already announced uh, some of the discounts. Um, I think uh, BK Hobbies is getting ready to announce the amount of discount. Um, that they're going to be providing to customers, but it's going to be for June, uh, looks like, right, for the month of June. Right. So, um, but it's it's definitely going to be more than the usual 10% that we see at most holidays. Um, it looks, it could be, you know, above, uh, let's say above 15% for some of the, the helis, you know, and it's going to be specific to helis. So pretty cool. Tune in to your favorite dealer. Um, and obviously, you know, for, you know, since uh, we are uh, connected to BK Hobbies, BK Hobbies will do, will provide the best deal that they could offer, taking all things considered, i.e. shipping and everything else. Sure. Yep. So, you know, stay tuned. These will, I think, are going to be well received, you know, especially if you want a nitro. You know, (laughs) if you want the tri-blade, you know, because you saw the tri-nasty and you think cool as hell how fast it goes. It's coming, just a little bit of patience. That's all I think most of the dealers are asking for right now. So we figure out the logistics of everything. Right, right. So, yeah, I'm super excited, you know, because uh, I think there's going to be some helis being bought. Oh, Mm -hmm. absolutely. Yeah. You'd be foolish yep, yep, not yep. to. You kidding? Yep. Yep. I mean, what is so, it like to get a Kraken S 30% off? I mean, holy crap. Yeah. I mean, heck, even 20% off will be a deal. Yeah. Right? Because usually that? what? We saw most of the time we see holidays is 10%, right? Maybe yeah. 15%. Maybe. Wasn't the Kraken S or something like that 30% though or no? Yeah, I think at SAB, um, at SAB, if you bought from SAB Goblin Helicopters website, yes, mm-hmm. 
but then you have to take into account shipping and everything else. Yeah. So, I mean, just yeah. roughly, what what's the cost on one of those? So let's see. So like eleven fifty or what, something. Eleven eleven fifty. Yeah, I would say that's uh, in the. So basically, eight hundred bucks. I mean, obviously, yeah. shipping too to consider. You're probably going to be forty yeah, fifty yeah. bucks for that, right? Yeah. But still, yeah. I mean, that's <laughs> that's pretty insane. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you know, um, I think it's going to be well received. I think um, a lot of people, you know, a lot of the other brands, I think is going to put potentially some of the Goblin full body Kraken S's closer to some of the other models, right? In price. Right. Right. So I think that in, in, in all the majority of the, you know, if not all the Goblin helicopters include blades. Right. Sure. So yeah. You know, going back to our comparison of 700s, you know, it would definitely put a lot of the Goblin helicopters up there, the top tier, you know, all things considered, i.e. blades inclusion or not, pricing, so on and so forth. So. Right. It's amazing. Yep, 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 yep. So, so there's that. And then the last, somebody, whoever this was, you guys, uh, I guess somebody from our hosts saw that there's a Spirit Radio being worked on to be fully integrated with the Spirit Flight Pulse unit. Yeah. Does anybody have any more details on that? I don't. So I saw, like, I think, you know, a post, but it didn't really give much information on it. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't see much either. Yeah. But I just, I know it's coming, and I know there's people who are excited about it. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, especially if you know some of these other radios are not in your price point, uh, mm-hmm. then maybe this will be. You know. Yep. So. Yeah. Yeah. Something for oh, everybody. Yeah. Yep. So they they're they're trying to stay competitive, right? With sure some of the you know the Mikado and the Futaba and some of the other radios. You yep. know. So. Right on. Pretty cool. Mm-hmm. All That's right. That's all you had? All right. Yeah. Well, then let's take a short break and we will be right back. Are we? Do it. Hey, everyone. Just wanted to offer a great place to shop that I've been shopping at for years. AnythingHeli.com. Anything Heli is owned and operated by Dave Mullen based out of Wisconsin. Anything Heli started in 2010 selling RC helicopters and accessories, and he does it because of his love and passion for RC helis. Dave strives to be unique in that he puts customer service first and provides each customer with knowledge or products, quick email replies, and fast shipping. I can tell you firsthand that AnythingHeli.com far exceeds some of the competitors in the industry. Dave carries Oxy, OMP, SAB, Gowie, and all associated parts. He also carries industry-leading blades, electronics, and accessories needed to keep your heli flying. If you haven't checked out Anything Heli, you should at anythingheli.com. All right, welcome back, everybody. Uh, Tonight we have a pretty interesting show. This is something that we haven't done in a long time, actually, right? I think the last yep. time we did a review on something was, uh, oh gosh, what was the name of the sim? Uh, AccuRC, right? 
Mm-hmm. And uh, so it's been a little while. However, something that uh, we were wanting to do with the show is try and reach out a little bit and, you know, buy things that we normally don't buy and, uh, and then talk about them on the show. So for me, I was wanting to venture outside of SAB with a new Nitro and, and I went round and round about which one I wanted to go with. And it was very tough because there's a lot of them out there that are very great uh, very competitive in in terms of performance and um, you know visual look, right? I mean, let's be honest. That Spectre mm-hmm. V2 looks pretty damn good with that green and you know purple canopy. But um, <laughs> I mean, it's pretty hot, right? <clears throat> but sure. uh, so you know, but I there's always been a part of me that uh, I like Helis to look a certain way even with the canopy off. I know it's stupid. I totally get it. But I was always drawn when this Nitron 90 came out. I was very drawn to it. And there was a part of me that really wanted to try this. And for starters, you know, uh, just so everybody knows, this was out of my own pocket. This was not given to us. There was no partial discount. There was no discount at all. In fact, I paid full ticket for it. Um, but it. Uh, it was one that I was definitely interested in, and I wanted to give it a try just to see what else is out there, because I've been building SAB kits uh, for the past four or five years, and you get used to <laughs> how they go together, and to venture outside of that is kind of like a new challenge, right? And mm-hmm. so uh, to, to bring you guys something different than constantly talking about SAB, this is why I did it, so you're welcome. Uh <laughs> <laughs> uh, never, you will never financially recover oh never this. financially recover uh no but we actually just to let you know this isn't just a kevin thing or a skids thing uh we have something else coming to the show that also is outside of sab so it's kind of something that we're we're trying to you know uh try things you know that are out there and see whatever everybody else is doing and uh and so you know hopefully uh you guys will enjoy this so uh, the Nitron 90. Uh, I know there's a lot of controversy surrounding this brand. Um, I'm over it. We're going to move past it, and we're just going to see what it's all about. All right? So okay. when you get the box, it's a pretty box. You know, it looks good. It's a smaller box than like an SAB box, believe it or not. Like it's, it's, it's considerably smaller. Uh, but you know, you open up the box and it looks exactly as you would expect. It doesn't feel any different. You know, you have the canopy box, you have the parts box, you have the boom, uh, box. And of course there was a bit of empty space in there, which maybe they'll offer it with blades. Uh, I think blades could have fit in there possibly. Uh, but who knows? Um, I am a big fan of, of no blades. I actually really like when there aren't blades in the box because then I can choose the blades that I want to use. And uh, right now, I am kind of in the process of trying different blades. And there is a specific set of blades that I want to get my hands on and see how it performs with those. And I've kind of jumped on the Rapid Blade, the uh, MS Composite 
bandwagon because I tried a set of those on the uh, Black Nitro, and they were amazing on that helicopter. However, when I ordered two new sets, I, I didn't realize what I was getting myself into with those blades, and there are differences. And there's a rapid FB blade, and there's a rapid FL or FBL blade. And so when I ordered two new sets, they were the FBL. So what does that mean? These blades are 690, and they are 195 grams per blade. The FB Rapid 690 blade is 170 grams. So that's Ooh. a significant difference, yeah. And it feels different, too. I can definitely feel the weight in these ones that I currently have. Um, so I'm very interested to try and get an order. I order these from HeliDirect, by the way. And HeliDirect, if you're listening, uh, please get some more of the Flybar blades or the FB blades in <laughs> so I don't have to order them from... Czech Republic, I think, is where they're made, uh, and, and that's where you order them from. So, mm-hmm. anyway, do a brother a favor, help me out. Uh, so, but hook those, a brother up, <laughs> yeah, hook a brother up. Uh, I would love to get some more of those to run on the nitros because uh, it does make a huge difference. But uh, anyway, the the kit looked amazing in the box. Everything was good. Of course, the first thing I did was break out the canopy and funnel that for a bit. It looks great. It is a fiberglass canopy. It is not carbon. Uh, but how they've designed it, it does f- have some rigidity to it. Uh, it's still obviously a lot more flexible than you know an actual uh, carbon canopy. Uh, mm-hmm. But that contributes to the to the lightweight part of it, right? Um, mm. So uh, I I think the canopy looks fantastic. It's a great looking canopy, and uh, I'm I'm looking forward to to flying it more. So. Uh, first thing in the manual that they start talking about is well, um, hold on, hold yeah, on. You want to? You got something? Is there is there a manual in the box? There is no manual in the box. It is an online manual. Um, I would like to speak on behalf of one of our 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 very own. Um, he's not happy that there's not a paper manual <laughs> in the box. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I totally get it. I understand. Uh, you know, if, if that's your thing, awesome. Um, I, I understand the whole setting up an iPad or a computer and then your computer keeps falling asleep, you know, and then you got to re-wake it up and get back to where you were. And I, I totally get it because Goblin obviously gives you a manual, right? And, um, if you want to touch on that for just a moment, uh, I think everyone can agree that the SAB manuals are... The second to none, right? Those manuals mm-hmm. are fantastic. They're laid out in a way that it makes sense. Everything is very descript. You understand what your objective is, and there's no questions about what steps should come next or any confusion when you're you're building the helicopter. The other company that I thought did really well with that, unfortunately, they're no longer with us, but it was Synergy. I think Synergy manuals also were really good. So I think very much so still to this day, SAB is carrying the torch for manuals. I think that that's not a biased thing. I think everyone can agree with that. Mm-hmm. So you will have to download the manual. Now, downloading the manual is good in its own right, right? Because then as changes need to take place, they can just update the manual on the site. So you always get a fresh new updated version of the manual and there's no questions or qualms about that, right? 
Yeah, and, and the cool thing that I noticed is that they have like a regular manual, then they have a high definition manual. Mm. Yep. Right. Or high HQ quality, high quality. Right. And coming soon, they will have an interactive uh, version. Yeah, I'm not sure what that means, uh, but it sounds exciting. I don't know if it means that you can like rotate certain sections you know what i mean like Dude, where maybe that you would can, be cool you can right. turn the head and stuff in it. right you could kind of turn the head and kind of look and maybe zoom in on it and yeah i mean that would be because there are times even in other manuals even sab manual where we get so um used to our phones of being able to zoom in on on whatever we're looking at that having that paper manual right you can't do that and not saying that you need to do that with SAB manuals, but there are times where I'm like, okay, is this what hole? I think there was like early on, it was the Kraken, right? Where there was like the two holes in the head and you're kind of like, which hole does this go in? And, you know, if you could zoom in or rotate things where it had a better lighting, you know, or whatever, uh, that could be cool, I think. So I don't know if that's what they mean, but that would be really neat. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I really, and obviously, you know, the full disclosure, I didn't build it, right? But I kind of looked at the manual. And, like, high level, like, I noticed two things about it. And it, it might just be Daniel or Gucci being super picky about this. But my biggest thing is the, the way I looked at it, like, looking at some of the pages, it just seemed cluttered with all the notes you know, different colors. It almost like it distracted me. You know, I'm, I, you know, I was like, oh, squirrel. You know, there's another pretty color. Yeah. Um, yeah. That's one thing. And the other thing that really I think kind of, and, and it's not a big deal, right? But it kind of is, is that they give you sizing of bolts, you know, so they identify, you know, uh, a, a nut that is, you know, 3.9. It's an M3 nylon nut, right? Mm -hmm. They give you shims and washers and they give you the sizing, but none of the bearings are, are, you know, annotated to what size they are. Okay. Right. You know, so I was like, you know, like, is it a big deal? No, but I was like, you know, I found that odd, I guess for lack of a better word. Well, so, and and I'm going to touch on this again, Mm -hmm. uh, but to, to piggyback what you're saying, um, I, I don't know that this manual is laid out in a way that a beginner would have a good time. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, I'm not saying that a beginner should jump into a 90 nitro either, but mm-hmm. if he's built a couple, he or she has built a couple models and, you know, all of a sudden, you know, people are pushing nitro at, at this person's field and are like, you know, what? I'm going to do it. And they get this. You know, it's, 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 there's going to be challenges, I think, right? Yeah. I think, we think, right? I don't know. We could be dead wrong. Yeah. We could be dead wrong. It's just, you know, and, and like I said, maybe we're spoiled. You know, we talked about this. Maybe we're spoiled just because we've looked at, you know, same manuals now for a while. Right. Right. And, and SAB had years of improving on their manuals. Right. Right. So, you know, maybe we just, we're just our expectations are set too high. Maybe. Yeah. Well, uh, I go ahead. I don't know because I, I built these uh, the seven hundred Tron seven hundred electric. It was a little bit of confusing. There's some parts where like I'm not quite sure what's going on here. So might just be how their manuals laid out. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. Well, and you know, but just because you're an engineer and can build a really great helicopter doesn't mean that you can, you know, explain it very well. Do documentation and and you know yeah. uh, do that like you know what do they call that tech writing almost you know, um, but uh, yeah. So so there's that. I mean, it it may be an issue for newer people. It may not. Uh, I would definitely say if you got one of these and you are newer, I would I would definitely seek out help or ask questions. Try and find mm-hmm. something. You can, you know what? Hit us up here at the Helihead Show. You can, you know, reach us at theheliheadshow at gmail.com and you can you can ask us questions. It's totally fine. We'll help you out. Uh, but you know, uh, that's if you know you see something that's that's really kind of well. So getting later on into the manual, we're going to touch on that. But uh, but yeah, if you have issues, let us know. We'll we'll do our best to help. And if not, you can always hit up Facebook and some of the groups there too. But but it is a little bit, it's different. And I don't want to spend the entire evening comparing it to SAB, right? Because that's not fair. It's not an SAB. Mm-hmm. Uh, but in terms of the manual. You know, I think a lot of us have come very uh, um, used to to how certain manuals are laid out. And when you get one that's like, wait, hold on, what's going on here? <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. it can get a bit confusing. But um, yeah. so um, and, and piggybacking that. Uh, so when you open up the box and you're looking at some of the parts, uh, some of the struggle for newer people will be that the bags are not numbered in accordance to the manual. Mm-hmm. Okay. Now the saving grace of this, and it's interesting that you brought up all the coloration, uh, Gooch, uh, mm-hmm. in the manual, like with the head where you see the blues and the oranges and the greens yeah. and whatever. And then of course you get to do grease and blah blah blah. Because of the fact that this is not my first model, and Yentech has always done it this way. Yentech will always send you like subassemblies pre-built. I.e. the head, the tail. Uh, what else is there that's that's built a lot of times? Um, swash oh. plate. Uh, yeah, the swash plate is of course already built. Uh, the uh, the bearing blocks. You know, they all had the screws in the bearing blocks already, right? But they're not locked by. No, 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 no. Um, so when you when you pull the head out and you're doing step one here, which is the head. Uh, you know, basically what you're doing is disassembling the head to then reassemble it with the grease, with the Loctites that they are recommending, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so noting that really quickly, one of the things in the manual that it shows up top here somewhere, uh, it says tools required, two, compo- mm-hmm. or two component epoxy, and then boom, right there, Loctite 243 medium strength. Mm-hmm. I am going to tell you, folks, don't use 243. You need to find something a little stronger uh, because what I've found is some of these parts are anodized. The threads mm-hmm. are anodized, and 243 will not stick to that when you screw it in. Okay? So a lot of people, and it's, it's common knowledge that a lot of people just use red Loctite, and I know that might scare some people. But what you need to do is you just don't need to like freaking put a sloppy glob of red Loctite on there and then run it in. You need to kind of wipe off some of the excess and not use as much red, you know, on, on this when you're doing frame bolts or, you know, whatever kind of stuff, right? Mm-hmm. So especially like on a screw that's a 1.5 or maybe even a 2 mil screw, 
you know, when you use a 1.5 millimeter uh, hex driver or a two mil uh, hex driver, maybe use a 243. Uh, but, you know, if you do use red, then the experienced guys would know how to, you know, overcome that with smaller screws. But just be mindful when you're putting this together that whatever you're running the screw into, look inside on those, those if it's metal to metal, right? See if, it, if there's anodized threads. If there is, then you're going to need to use something that's stronger than 243. So mm -hmm. part of the joke on me was, you know, in at Spring Fling is that uh, a lot of the RCHO guys, they use something called Gowie Red. And <laughs> it's, it's, uh, it's gooey. I don't, I don't know what it is. I don't know what its consistency is, but I know that it, it is a very strong Loctite. And that's what all those guys use on their nitros because most of them are nitro down there. Um, but it, you know, I know it, it looks funny when you find it cause it says, you know, use thread lock or whatever on, on the tube. It's quite hilarious actually, because it is a thread lock, I guess, or a glue, <laughs> a thread glue. Um, but yeah, so I, I would find something different than 243 putting this together and, you know, just don't go douching the threads up with red Loctite. Be, you know, wipe the excess off. Don't, don't be stupid. Um, but the fact that the head is already built means that you take it apart and you put it back together, right? Mm -hmm. And so when it comes to the manual, uh, I wasn't really paying attention to it because I was unscrewing and then screwing back in, right? Mm -hmm. And um, but I know from experience of putting models together to to use you know a lubricant on the spindle, use the lubricant you know on the the thrust bearings and things like that, uh, or a grease rather, not a lubricant. And, you know, make sure that you are doing things according, you know, as you would with any other kit. Um, but the tolerances are what you would expect from Yintech. They are very snug, almost to the point where it's kind of ridiculous. <laughs> so when I was putting the thrust bearings and the uh, radial bearing back into the blade grip, you kind of have to do this like clock motion where you push down on the bearing on 12 o'clock, three o'clock, six o'clock, nine o'clock to kind of like get it to work its way down into the head or into the grip rather. So the tolerances are very tight in this. And so don't, don't have that alarm you. It just happens to be that these tolerances are very, very snug in, in this kit, just like previous models that have come out of Yentech's you know, um, uh, manufacturer there. Um, I do want to so say, go ahead. You, you kind of walk the bearing down on the outer race, right? When yes. you just take like a, a, a driver, like let's say a, a three mil, right? Yep. And you kind of just go around the outer race. Yeah. Bearing, right. Well, you, and you definitely, yeah, you don't want to, you don't want to push down on the, um, oh gosh, what do they call the, the shield, shield, the shielding yeah. of the bearing. Yeah. Cause you might, damage that or whatever but you're pushing on the outer race like daniel said and uh and i kind of use a clock motion where you go like 12 6 yep. 9 3 12 6 9 3 or however you want to do it you know to 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 sort of walk it down in i guess is the best way to put it it's awesome uh, yeah so i i thought it was great so when i got done with the head i was like wow this thing is super super solid like very solid point so, like a tiger yeah very much so very much <laughs> 
same with the tail, you know, uh, undo that, you know, put everything back together. Yes, it does have the lock nuts that everybody, or at least one person, was dreading on the, you know, group. And yes, I did have to go out and buy, uh, you know, a, I actually went with a ratchet, just a small ratchet, little quarter inch, and found a socket that worked, you know, I think it's a 5.5 maybe. Um, and, you know, then that way I could, you know, tighten these because they're not independent. It is a spindle that goes through a dampened tail, right? So it goes through the uh, tail output shaft and you then put the nuts, you know, once you get the blade grips and things back on, you, you know, so you, you have to have a way to secure both sides in order to tighten it up. But you don't need to go crazy on that either because they are lock nuts. Um, but getting back, so uh, I think last show we said a 10 mil head spindle and 10 mil main shaft. That was incorrect. 10, I think. 10. Yeah, I think Kenny did correct us though. It is an 8 mil spindle and a 10 mil shaft, um, which obviously contributes to it being lighter. Um, so, uh, but one of the big things that I noticed was that the screws uh, were very dry. They weren't oily, which was awesome. Uh, I know the SA again, not trying to compare, but the SAB kits, you know, obviously they are uh, dry screws as well, and it makes putting the get you know putting together the kit very quick. Um, some of the models that came from Yintech years ago, uh, they were like completely covered in oil, which is you know which is fine. It was a different technique, a different style, uh, you know. Um, it is what it is, but I really like the fact that these screws were a lot more dry. And so you could basically just put your Loctite on and run it in and, and go to town. So you didn't have to spend half your time cleaning stuff. Um, there weren't any, or there wasn't any grease on the thrust bearings. Obviously you need to add that. Um, let's see. Uh, there was really, there was no slop in the head when I was putting it together. Um, as mentioned before, it's very tight, and um, but but it's very smooth in operation. It's not like there were, you know, times where the the blade grips felt like they were dragging or anything like that. So it was actually a very very nice uh, operation. Um, the swash is kind of carrying over from previous, uh, you, you know, helis that came out of that plant or manufacturing area or, or uh, plant or whatever. Um, it, it does have the larger balls on uh, the steel balls for the um, pitch links. They are the five fives. Uh, and then the rest of them were, were normal size. Uh, so be mindful of that if you have a specific um, uh, ball link plier, I guess. And uh, But make sure that you do uh, Loctite all of the screws on the swash. Uh, I was talking with Kenny Hutton and he was mentioning how some of those screws, uh, even that come pre-assembled on the swash itself, uh, you need to run those out, put a little Loctite on them, put them back in and uh, don't overdo it because those screws are very, very small. Um, one of the things that I really have come to appreciate is having the tick marks on the blade grip and the head for the zero pitch indication. And honestly, uh, I, I ended up building it wrong. I had one of the blade grips upside down and didn't notice it until after. And I was like, oh shoot, this thing has the tick marks on it. So I had to take one of the blade grips back off or the arms off and then you know rotate it around. So there is indications on the head, which is very, very nice. Uh, one of the other cool things that uh, it has is it has the turnbuckle 
um, uh, turnbuckle pitch links and uh, swash links. And they even went so far as to provide a very small carbon wrench to use, you know, if you're at the field and you need to make small adjustments or whatever else. Thought that was a really nice touch. Uh, it would be cool if there was an actual wrench that was, you know, a little bit longer, something a little bit more substantial uh, that, that we could buy separate. That would be pretty amazing. Um, maybe if it was like reversible for different, you know, um, purposes, you know, maybe there's a, a, a way to make like a multi-tool. That'd be kind of cool. But uh, same as the head, uh, the tail is fully assembled. Um, you know, one of the things that I would have to say when it comes especially to the tail, uh, even the head, is that um, it would be nice if they weren't pre-assembled, you know, but, but, but that's, how that, that's how it comes. So, you know, we're, we're just going to have to deal with it. But uh, it would be nice if it wasn't so that way you don't have to take things apart and then put things back together. Um, so, you know, but it, it is what it is. It worked out fine. And, uh, again, pay attention to the lock nuts. Um, but, uh, even on the, uh, tail slider, it has the larger steel balls on it. So there's a lot of, uh, surface area. Did the, did the Tron 7 have that as well, Chris? Do you remember? Uh, I believe it did. Yeah. All right. So, um. A lot of a uh, lot of surface there yes. to yeah 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 to uh, to take care of that. Uh, the one thing that I did not like was that there is no hex uh, or the the lock nut hex indent indentations in the tail grip, right? So when you're going to put your screw in with your tail blade, uh, you know, on some models you can kind of like position that lock nut in so it rests inside the indentation and it holds it so that when you're spinning the screw, you don't need to have like a pair of pliers in order to finish uh, the job, right? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Man. What? No way. No way. Hey. Yeah, so you have to I am kind of used to that. I'm, I'm not going to lie. I'm kind of used to just kind of, you know, get it where it locks in and then you just screw it in. Just make sure yeah. that you hold pressure onto yeah. the lock nut into the indentation. I totally agree with you. I totally agree. I that that came as kind of a bummer, um, because I feel like too then it then it holds better all the way around. Like it, you know, where through vibrations and whatever else, you know, the one of the nuts is beginning to kind of loosen up, and then you got a floppy tail blade, and you know, I mean, so it's it's just preference. But I I thought that would have been a nice touch had they provided that. So. Mm -hmm. So moving towards the frame and building the frame, this is where it begins to get a little bit questionable in the manual. Mm, let's talk about the frame because I was when yeah. I was looking at the menu, uh, the the manual, the manual. I was like, "Hold on, what what is going on here? Am I doing mini? But then it's full and it's kind of mini and full, yeah. and it's just it's right. a little bit confusing. I'm not gonna lie." Yes. So um, first, let's touch on the fact that um, in my kit, the carbon edges felt a little rough. They, mm -hmm. they, I felt as if they needed to be knocked down just a little bit. Um, if you've ever sanded frames, you know that that's not a good time. Uh, it's not terrible. It's just not a good time. Just and don't think, wear a nice white shirt. Yeah, right. Yeah, exactly. 
black um, shirt that day. Right. Yeah. No white shirt. Uh, so, you know, I, at, at the point of building this, because of the fact that I've never built a Tron kit, I didn't know where wires were going to be routed. So, you know, I went ahead and I actually didn't do it as Ben. Thank goodness. Uh, there's more about that later, but Ben actually sanded the frames down, which was awesome. Uh, and you know, I just wanted to make sure that there wasn't any sharp edges because I, again, I didn't know how I was going to wire it just yet. And so, um, you know, if you, if you want to be nitpicky, then, you know, sand the frames. If you don't care, then don't. It actually turned out that the wires were able to kind of run inside the frame. So it worked out great. But, you know, then there's, there's, there's other factors. But anyway, if you're one of those, sand them. If you don't, don't. Um, the carbon thickness was a lot thicker than I was expecting it to be. Um, I didn't get around to measuring it, but I do know that it's, it's between two and three throughout the entire kit. So it's, you know, some of those parts were like three mil. It was pretty thick. So uh, that was kind of nice. And they run a lot of stiffeners, what it seems like. They have, well, not yeah. a lot, but more than usual. So like you have the frame, the carbon frame, mm -hmm. and then, you know, depending on what type of uh, servo you're going to use, you either use, you know, uh, a, a stiffener for mini servos. It, it, this is where I, I kind of... Yeah, so let's talk about that. Um, yeah. So what he's referring to is when you get to the frame part, it starts showing, you know, the servo size and, you know, like how many millimeter you should run on the servo horn and blah, blah, blah. It even talks about being V-Bar Neo. And even the tail servo, it gives you the dimensions on that. And it sort of gives you that information up front. And I think a lot of us are used to getting that information... Uh, at the point where you need to put the servo in, right? And it sort of tells us, you know, what, what's required. Um, so that was a little bit different in, in terms of what I'm used to anyways. But again, that's not their fault. It's just because I haven't veered from SAB in a while. So when you get to the part where it's talking about, it says uh, backside mainframe assembly, it says uh, backside frame assembly for mini cyclic servos, right? So you think to yourself like, okay, so if you want to do mini, these are the parts that you need to convert it to a mini. But then the very next slider or frame is that it's the backside right frame and it's showing full size. <laughs> and it has this brace and it's like, okay, so do I just use the one brace on the one frame and then I don't use this if I'm doing full-size servos or if I'm not using full-size? And then you continue further and it's, it's, you're seeing the, you know, the f brace in there and, and it becomes very questionable about should you use the brace or should you not? And that's where things got really dicey, right? So you're just like, what the heck is going on here? And this is where I spent most of my time. And what's interesting about this kit, again, let me preface, I haven't put together a different manufacturer's frame in a long time. I felt like with the experience of how many kits I've put together, that this part of it took way longer than it should have. Normally we can put a, an you know an SAB heli together in one day. This took me a couple days, if not three days, not just on the frame itself, but just because you're having to take things apart, put them back together, right? Mm -hmm. And so 
then the frame comes into play. So here's how I had to approach this. And I know this probably isn't the right way, but I literally laid everything out in front of me and started looking at what I had, looking at the manual. And eventually I had to come to the conclusion that either way, you're using these braces. But what they're implying is, is that if you do use the mini brace, then you're gonna incorporate the servo mounts in accordance with that brace. Now the good news is, is one side of the frame, back frame, is full-size servo, the other side is mini. So if you are running mini servos, then you're going to have to run the mini servo on that specified backside frame, which is the right side, if you're looking at it from the behind of the heli. And, and of course, well, I'm sorry, they call it the left, sorry. The left side yep. would be the mini side, and then the left, right side, sorry, would be the full-size servo side, okay? But if you don't use either or servo, then you follow, you know, that specific slide in the manual there of what, you know, it's in accordance to what you're building it out as, whether it be full-size or mini. So... It's confusing. Uh, I worked through it, and I just kind of, like I said, I laid everything out in front of myself and was like, okay, you, you know what? I've, I've built enough helis. Let me just kind of take a look at what I got. And that's when I started looking at the frames and the openings and kind of figured out, you know, how this goes together. You are still going to use the frame stiffening pieces no matter what servo you use. So... Just understand that if you're putting this together, you're still going to use those frame stiffeners inside the frame there, regardless of what servo you use. But then if you're using a mini, then obviously you're going to use the mounts in accordance to whichever servo you decide to, to, to go with. Yeah. Um, I think and, that's what needs to, to be said is that really is, um, it's, you know, the, at the end of the day, you're still going to use that frame side Right. Mm -hmm. The only difference is you either use the stiffener that's for a mini or the stiffener that's for full size. Right, right. Period. Right. Okay. So definitely laid out a little weird. Uh, you know, we say weird just simply because we're not used to manuals being drawn up like this, right? We're, we're, mm. we're very much used to the SAB stuff. So maybe not their fault, but it it is a little confusing, right? Mm -hmm. So... Uh, moving along, um, one thing that I will say is cool about this frame is that it came with both mini size mounts and full size. And what they did is they provided little adapters so that you could make that choice, right? So again, on the rear frames, you choose either the right side, or I'm sorry, the left side being a mini size servo or right side being the full size. So that way when you get to the bearing blocks, you remove these little uh, extra pieces they have on there that allow you to use the mini servos and you just remove those out and then screw the screws back in you know, to, to be accommodating to the full size servo. So pretty cool that they at least provide those things for you, right? Uh, where mm -hmm. sometimes you, if you want to go mini or full size, you got to buy different brackets in order to make it work, right? Mm -hmm. So, uh, so I remember seeing in the actually let's back up for just a moment here. Uh, I wanted to talk about the boom, <laughs> and 
the boom was <laughs> was quite a unique little deal. Um, so it has. Yeah, this- you 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 had to finger the boom, didn't you? <laughs> it's a very <laughs> weird way, Chris. You probably know because you built one here. Um, it has this little plastic block that goes through <laughs> the boom, and it has two lock nuts, sort of, or not lock nuts, but um, uh, nuts that are like in a holding spot in this little block. And you literally take the tail push rod and shove this little block through until the nut can be seen through the hole so you can put the tail rod linkage uh, mounting bracket on. And yeah. so once you yeah, so once you get one screwed in, then you got to come from the other side, push that little block back out, then put it to the other side of the boom, push it back in to then grab the other nut that's lodged in this little block, and then once you run the screw through, it holds in a way where then it kind of like pops free out of this little block, and then you just remove the block altogether. But that's how they get around you having to, you know, fish around for for putting nuts on the back of, you know, this this bracket. It was it was interesting. It wasn't hard. It did take me a minute to think like what in the heck is going on here? And but then once I got it, I thought this is actually pretty cool. I, you know, it was it was a it was a cool way to do that uh to to get that bracket mounted without having to have uh like the old school, you know, um yeah whatever that goes around the boom right and then you kind of screw that together and it tightens against itself you know like it's so it's a very clean way to do it is what i'm getting at so pretty pretty cool i thought that was pretty oh, neat that's interesting yeah do you see it yeah yeah i <laughs> all i, I could remember. think of all i could think of was a tampon oh gosh oh my god <laughs> i'm just saying you just ruined my review yeah I mean, <laughs> not, my, review now. not my fault that they chose the tampon insertion method. Yeah, right. You got to shove it way up in, in there. It. Oh my gosh! <laughs> oh man! And the there's no string to pull I it out. It, I was like, I was like, what? What's going on here? I'm like, how do we get this in? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> now, obviously, this is a little bit different than the electric. So it comes with two tail rod push rods, right? And you have because they they front mount the tail servo on the frame. This one, definitely, definitely, you need to be careful about what you're doing, okay? Uh, What I did not know, and we're going to get to this, is it's showing 15 millimeter of the uh, tail rod showing out of the carbon rod itself, right? So Mm -hmm. the, the, where you would then screw on the, um, the, uh, the ball link, right? The plastic plastic ball link. Yeah, yeah. And so... What I didn't realize is that in the metal sleeve, so if you're looking at the manual, it's, it's indicated in pink, but that sleeve that slips over the carbon rod, the metal rod that's inside it actually screws in and out. So it's not like, like SAB, for example, where you slip the, um, that metal cap or whatever, you know, Right over it, and then you yeah, blew it. Yeah, right. Uh, so that's kind of cool. I did not realize that I had that flexibility at the time of building it, though. And so the problem that I came up against was the fact that the it gives you dimensions 
for the long tail rod that goes from the back of the heli to the uh, bell crank in the back. But but it 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 kind of doesn't though. It doesn't really tell you millimeters. It's got them xed out right here, right? Mm-hmm. So I said, okay, well, <laughs> there's two there's two tail control rods. Which one are they talking about? So I assumed that the long one had the 15 millimeter protrusion of you know um, screw rod hanging out, so you could put your you know uh, ball link on there. But it didn't help me out with the front tail rod control. So I ended up building it to the 15 millimeter. But again, what you can do if you're building this is put those sleeves over the carbon rod and tape them so they won't move, right? And at that point, then you can kind of like gauge with screwing in the, the, uh, the rod into the that sleeve there, and then you can hold it up to the side of the frame and gauge how much you actually need showing before you glue it, okay? Mm. Does that make sense? So you're marking it up. You could yes. mark it up. Absolutely. So I did not do that. I glued it right away. And I came back and then realized, shit, it's too long. Mm. So me, on the other hand, I had to break out the cutting wheel and cut some of it down to the size that I needed, you know, on that front, you know, tail rod on, on the front of the, uh, in the frame section, right? Not the I tail thought you, you cut the, the whole rod in half and then took away and then <laughs> glued it back. Yeah, yeah, I glued the carbon rod. Yeah, yeah, I cut it in half and then just shrunk it. No, but you, you, can, you can cut the metal rod on the end uh, if it's already glued, if you've gone too long. And, you know, just size it up until you have, a, you know, what you're looking for or what you need to make sure that you have your 90, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so if you don't know what 90 means, then we're, we need to talk about that later on. But, you know, you're trying to 90 square everything off, right? From the servo to that rear bell crank, then to the tail bell crank that's all the way in the tail section, right? So yep. you want all that 90. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was weird. I, I think there could have been a lot more explanation there. Um, <laughs> but it does say something about you can, okay, you're not turning for adjustable ring, but anyway, you need to, you need to pay attention to that section for sure, because, uh, that front carbon rod is not going to have 15 mil hanging out. I can tell you that. Um, but the tail rod, the, the one in the rear, same deal. If you overshoot it, again, if you get, if you've made it too long, then just Dremel wheel it off. You know what I mean? Just cut, cut a little bit off at a time until you have exactly what you need and you'll be fine. But it could have been more descript there. Clutch stack, um, you know, I know, <laughs> again, I know there's a lot of controversy around this brand. Um, you know, uh, hate all you want to, I guess. But it, it is the uh, Synergy clutch and clutch shoe, as well as the N7 tank. Uh, so those molds are the same. Uh, which is totally fine. I mean, they're, they're proven platforms and, you know, I don't think there's any reason to, to change that up. I mean, it's, you know, whatever, it, it works fine. Um, so you were mentioning, uh, Gooch, a lot about, there's a lot of frame stiffening in there and there really is. Cause there's a lot of like these little mounting plates everywhere. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's got more mounting plates than I've ever seen in my life. And uh, so there is. How is this still light? That's what, you know, like yeah. I was sitting there and I'm like, 
I mean, they 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 did a good job overall, but I'm like, but are do we need all these extra small bits that yeah. shall add up? You know. I mean, maybe you could remove one. I don't know. Um, I know that mine was still tail heavy, even using a 3600 millimeter or milliamp uh, pack on the front, right? Yeah. And, really? Um, yeah, yeah. It was still slightly tail heavy. Um, but uh, you know, it 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 flies fine, so it's okay. But but yeah, one of the coolest things that they did that I don't know that I've ever seen before is they provide an XT60. Uh, it, would that be the female side? I guess. Uh, and it mounts to one of these mini plates and bracings that they have and carbon plates. And so then you just solder up your own, you know, wiring to what, it, you know, wherever your flywireless unit is hanging out at. Cause you could put it on the back. You could put it on the front. There's like two different levels you could put on the front. Um, I think I went with the, the top one, uh, is where I put mine, but you you then you know measure out the wire that you need and of course you know I made the dual servo plug right where you have two um, almost like redundancy you know you have two servo mm-hmm. plugs going into the neo for power mm-hmm. and uh, and so then when you strap your battery to the front you just plug it right into the XT60 and you're off to the races which I thought was awesome because it's hard mounted and that is super cool that was one of the things that I really liked about that. Um, I'm gonna pick. I'm gonna pick a little bit on Mitch Booth. Whatever you do, do not let Mitch Booth solder. Yeah, a connector like that. I can agree. That's you know? funny. Yeah, I think Chris had a little bit of PTSD. I can one. vouch for that one. Don't do yep. it. Yeah. Yep. Don't so, do it. He's so if you're it. not good at soldering, just just might as well just just do what you did before. <laughs> right. Yeah, just yeah, give yeah. it to Manny. It is neat though. It's a good. It's an awesome idea. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? No, I thought that was very cool. Give it cool. to Manny. Give it to mm-hmm. Manny. His his uh, soldering. Yeah, but yeah. he didn't. He didn't offset the wires. He's he's asking for. Oh mm-hmm. yeah, that's right. Yeah, that's right. You gotta. It was almost the wires, perfect. Bro. It was almost perfect. Yeah, you never just cut the wire at the same place on each wire. You got to stagger it. Mm-hmm. Shame on you, Manny. Mm-hmm. Got to keep it slim. <laughs> she can't have a bulge. That's right. So one of the things that I noticed was the uh, the servo mounts are old school. Uh, I think that if I remember correctly, um, there is brackets on the back, so you have to kind of like fish your fingers behind the servo in order to get it to, you know, to screw in or whatever. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of a pain in the butt, right? Um, I almost wish that they would. Well, nobody does this, but. You know, have something secure mounted that that you can just run, you know, the screw into, right? Where you don't have to be putting your fingers behind frames to hold things and whatever else, like like the old Align kits or whatever. Um, I'm gonna name drop here, um, but you know, a guy named Mike Swift. Some of you might know he who he is, but he would pim nut all of his frames because the T-Rex kits, you know, had those little plastic servo mounting plates that you have remember those i had to fish your fingers behind the frames and get them lined up and what a pain in the freaking butt right and so Mm -hmm. he eliminated that and he built a jig for his t-rex 600s that he had and he would pim nut every one of those places to mount servos so that's all he had to do was just simply put the servo up to the plate screw it in and he was good to go he was done 
And so I would love to see more of that, or at the very least, you know, make it easier for me to be able to, to take servos in and out. Even if it means that it's, you're using four screws, right? If you're using two screws to like mount a little metal bracket to the back of the carbon frame, mm. and then put the servo from the other side and, and screw it in that way, you know what I mean? Something to, whatever you gotta do, but, but make my life easier. I don't wanna have to you know be fishing my fingers behind frames, especially after it's already built. That's a pain in the ass, nobody likes that. Yep. Yeah, that is a pain. Yeah. Uh, let's see. So Ben came over. Did you already address this? He he standing your friend. I didn't quite oh, get to it. Yeah, yeah. So it was funny because uh, I started going through this and I was realizing like, holy crap, I don't have a tail servo. You know, <laughs> time's running out. You know, we're we're approaching <laughs> spring fling, right? And so uh, I hit up Ben and I was like, yo, dude. I'm like, do you have a tail servo by chance? And he was like, yeah, he goes, I, I have, this could be awful. I should not say this. I can't, I can't say it. Should I say it? I shouldn't say it. You should say it. Speaking of clones, he gave me a Spectrum servo that is a expert Kyle doll, whatever tail servo. And uh, that's what's in my helicopter right now for the tail servo <laughs> is the Spectrum clone Ooh. servo. <laughs> this clone and everything over there. <laughs> But I mean, you got the servo. Wow. He hung up, hung up your TV, and sent you a frame. He did. Service yeah. with a smile. He still can serve a purpose. No oh, man, good thing he got his arm out of the swing. You know, like, <laughs> Jesus. Yeah, I, I don't know. Getting... Yeah, I don't know. I think he still had the sling on and on at that time. But um, you made oh, a man, man with, with one arm in the swing, huh? Hang up your TV on he, the wall. He had one good arm. Come on. Oh my goodness! Yeah, yeah, come on, come on. God. And the wife was there too; she helped as well. So you know, like I'm, I'm really praying All to God support. that that Jimmy Bobby is coming to Cuba to the event so he could rebuild your heli. Okay, I mean, and then yeah. me, and then me and uh, Chris could just sit there and just run our mouths off for two there hours. Yep, That's me and him up. talk a lot of shit for two people who watch the <laughs> build a lot of shit. Like you'd almost think we could like we were gonna build it. We don't. I I think yeah. you should. If you don't, then you're you're doing a disservice. Yep. To old Jimmy Bobby. Right. Yeah. All so, right. Yeah. So I remember seeing this um, weird tank mumbo jumbo stuff going on at, at what is it Rotor Live? Yeah. And I thought, what is all this extra shit that they have going on there, and why? <laughs> why is that necessary? Right. And uh. it wasn't until I built it that I thought. Holy crap, this is actually pretty freaking awesome. So once you get these extra brackets built and you actually put in the um, the tank rubber inside the, the grommets inside these extra brackets, right? Uh, then in the actual frame itself, you just have sort of like little guide pieces of, of grommet in there. They're just sort of like keeping it from, you know... Um, is it's more or less a secure thing than it is like it moving around because it really can't move around. But mm. at this point, these brackets, because they're attached or not attached, but you know, snug on on the tank, uh, you then can just take two screws out of the tank, and the whole tank comes out of the frame. What? Yeah. So. But, but listen, let's preface this. I had to listen to Kevin for two hours. <laughs> 
<laughs> what? What is this? What is this? And then, like, after two hours, he got really quiet. Yeah. Right? And I'm like, dude, are you okay? Did you cut yourself on those pieces? What is going on? And he goes, aha. Mm-hmm. I'll have a Coke. And he figured it. It, it kind of locked in why oh, yeah. they did all this work, right? Leading up to it with this, like, it's almost, once again, it's more like, almost like frame stiffeners, but not really, they look like frame stiffeners, but actually serve a purpose to allow for the re, for the removal of the tank. Yeah. By just taking out, what, three screws? Yeah, the two screws, right? So, two you know, screws. yeah, normal tanks, right? You just give it a squeeze and you just, sh- you know, shoehorn it in there, right? Like the old yep. T-Rex 600 days or 700 days, you know? And I thought, yep. why didn't they just do that? That's, I mean, that, you know, blah, blah. but I also remember too that that's a real pain in the dick, right? Mm-hmm. And so this eliminates all of that headache. You just run the two screws out and out comes the tank. It's amazing. Mm-hmm. So my bitching was... Not justified once I got done and I realized, okay, I get it now. I get it. I hear you, Ricky, whatever your name is over there. Uh, but, uh, yeah, so pretty cool. I, that's one of the, the features of this helicopter that I really like. Um, speaking of cool features before, because I think we touched on some of the stuff that's down here. Um, one of the cool things, one of the odd things is that the motor sits at an angle on the bottom plate. I'm not sure why that is. Um, I don't know if you noticed that in the pictures, if you guys are looking at the manual, there maybe the top picture possibly. Let me get up here to the top, you guys. Is that an angle? Yeah, you see how the plates or the bottom of the plate sits, or the motor sits at an angle? It is not flat. You know, it has this sort of angle. Uh, you see that? Out. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, don't get me wrong, it's square with the frame, but this plate is angled, right? <laughs> so I'm not sure why that is, but it, it's cool because, and, and no, it's not two bolts to get the motor out, but one of the things from a predecessor model that this, you know, kind of encompassed this, fan shroud that you know came from a different kit right mm-hmm. uh they have perfected how it mounts in there and I, I don't know if you guys remember from you know we'll just call it what it is the n7 uh the getting getting the screws in and out of that fan shroud and whatever especially on an n5c could be a real pain in the douche like it was awful I remember that was the one thing I hated about the N5C was the fact that the fan shroud was just so, oh, it was so infuriating to say the least. This, it has hex bolts running through it to hold it together and which then, of course, locks it in place. So when you run those little orange screws or whatever with the the things in there, you know, it just tightens right down because it's being held in place. So that was amazing. It actually was much better than some other past models. Um, still have the screws that hold the uh, fan shroud together, the little tiny screws, just like every other fan shroud, shroud you find. But this plate, right, on the bottom. So there are four screws that hold the engine mounts. And mm-hmm. then there are four screws that hold the motor to those engine mounts, or to the engine mounts. Then there are four screws, two on each side, 
that hold the, the motor shroud. mount to oh, okay. the frame in front of the tank there, okay? Mm -hmm. So, theoretically, if you remove the fan shroud bolts, right, and you remove the four bolts from the frame of the motor mounts, and then you remove the landing gear, and then two extra little bolts for an extra little bracket, the whole motor just slides right out on the plate in the, in the engine mount and just comes right on out. Mm -hmm. Okay. That is different than, than a lot of them. A lot of, a lot of them you got to like, I mean, the T-Rex 700, you had to monkey fuck the hell out of that thing to get the motor out. Right. <laughs> and true. so, you know, it, yeah, I mean, it was, it was kind of a pain. So fan shroud, everything comes out in one piece, which is awesome. Cause then you can, then you can spin it around and work on it and get everything, you know, undone and get it ready to go. And it made things really cool. Another cool thing about this is that they send you three motor mounts. <laughs> three, why do you ask? Uh, because two are the same, which accommodates OS motors. And then there is an extra one that has a specific cutout that allows the YS carb to sit in there because otherwise it wouldn't if you used both of the OS mounts. Okay, so they provided an extra mountain there for the YS guys. Now, there obviously was a big stink, or, or not a stink, it wasn't a stink. It was a, a, a deal with the uh, YS motors, I guess, hitting the fan shroud because you had to, you couldn't use the normal motor washer. You had to use something smaller. And uh, I think we discussed that with Kenny on, on one of the previous shows, but... Uh, so I, I know he mentioned that you didn't want to use like main shaft washers. Mm -hmm. Uh, it, it, the diameter of the YS crankshaft is slightly less than 10 mil. Okay. But I didn't find it to be so much so that I felt that it was going to cause any complications. So. I ended up using four of the, what is it, like the dot or the dot oh one shims or you know, dot whatever, you know. So it's, I think it's like I had, you know, I think it mine might have been like 0 0.05 or something. And, and so I, I put that underneath the fan hub to shim that stuff forward a little bit so that it wouldn't drag on the fan shroud. Okay. What I did find after taking it apart is that it did drag on the upper portion of the fan shroud slightly. It was very, very small. So if I really wanted to be, you know, nitpicky, I could probably remove one of those shims out and it would be totally fine. The problem with the YS motors in this fan hub is that even if you try to push it down as far as you can with the shims. If you don't have enough shims, it's still not going to it's still not going to go all the way down. And it's because there's this this you know bottleneck that happens inside of that fan hub. So, mm -hmm. I heard that Jason good not Jason. Um Josh Goudreau uh actually took a drill and drilled inside the fan hub a little bit to allow some extra play in there, like a millimeter of play so that he could have extra room to do what he needed to do. So that's something you can do if you want. I just used four shims and let it ride. 
and I don't mm. seem to have any problems with that. So, um, mm. yeah, pretty cool. Um, I, I thought it was a nice touch that they provided all these extra things like the little carbon wrench and the extra, you know, mount for the, the YS guys that have, you know, cause the carb sits different and, um, you know, um, the XT60 on the front, right? You know, I mean, that was pretty cool as well. And um, I thought wiring was going to be kind of bad on this uh, because obviously, again, we're used to SAB with their, their wire loom and, and whatever else that they have. But this really was not bad at all. Every wire just kind of ran down the inside of the frame past the clutch stack and straight to the Neo. And I, I didn't have any issues with wiring at all with this. It was, it, it was pretty clean. And uh, so I, I dug that as well. Um, so uh, they do have some new fandangled canopy mount system. I forget what they call those. Um, like supersonic? Yeah, supersonic. Yeah, something like that. Whatever. <laughs> um, don't get me wrong. Uh, they are unique and they do their job. They lock things. They lock the canopy in place on the rear mounts. But what's interesting is that it's it's the canopy rear still can like it has play. It can slide back and forth on these mounts like a good bit, like two or three millimeters worth. Like it's quite a substantial amount. Do I think it matters in flight? I, I don't think so. But nonetheless, it just seemed a little weird that when you mounted it on there, it had this extra play. It was just kind of kind of funny. But, um, you know, it's. It is what it is. It's a great looking canopy on on the heli, though. I really, I really dig it. Um, have I missed anything in the manual here that you guys want to talk about? No. Um, as always, the only thing that I wanted to to note is with the plastic bowl length. Mm -hmm. um, they do have a note in there that they talk about the larger diameter, smaller diameter. Really, just to simplify simplify that to me is that the way you place your ball links is like with most ball links there there's only one way to actually mount them onto the ball itself right mm -hmm. you know and for for this kit they don't have like the name or anything on the side that you should be able to see when you push them on mm -hmm. it just tells you to look for the larger diameter it needs to go onto the ball yeah yeah you know. Yeah, I don't know if it's like a translational problem with the manual, yeah. um, but, you know, it's, once I got going, it was fine, right? Yeah. But, so it looks almost, it looks almost like, so sorry, I was, I was looking at the way the motor sits. It's almost like the front frame i guess nose or whatever you want to call that goes down to the landing gear it's a little bit shorter in the back yeah 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 so there's a bit right. of a rake a rake so the it. motor is 90 right to the overall center of the frame yes. right but the bottom plate curves up in the front so it looks like the motor is sitting at an angle right the right. motor is not really sitting at an angle it's just that plate curves up in the front Right, the exactly. Bottom plate. Mm -hmm. Yeah, just in case there was confusion, that's correct. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> Very interesting. Yeah. Uh, 
Yeah, I don't know why they could have just see, like even underneath the tank there. There's like this like protrusion of the landing gear, the back landing yeah. gear. It's like why does that protrusion need to be there? Why couldn't you have just like let it sit down? Maybe it's their way of trying to keep the tail fin out of the out of the grass or out of the dirt. You know, I don't I don't know. It might be just you to know. give it a little bit of forward lean. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, if the whole frame which lifts the tail up, yeah, it might be it. Right. Yeah. So. Putting the boom in uh, was very easy. Uh, I didn't consider that to be difficult at all. Uh, even putting the belt on, and of course there's two pinch bolts uh, in the two brackets in the rear of the frame, and that's all there is to it. There's nothing else beyond that. It's, it's, and it's very secure. I haven't had to touch it since I built it. And I mean, it's, it's yeah, it's been solid, so. Um, yeah, again, I'm looking here at this tank. You know, this whole like nipple deal, the the vent, you know, assembly. Man, I'd just rather have the tank be molded with you know the vent on it already. You know, so because this to me is just one more failure point. But that I I took your advice, Gooch. I actually didn't use CA. I I used JB Weld. I was like, whatever. This bad boy yeah. ain't coming out of there. And so I just dabbed a little on there and then screwed it yeah. down so it worked it in and. And hopefully that'll be enough to keep it there in place. Yeah. Just needs a little, a little bit of compound, right? To keep it mm-hmm. from vibrating off. Right, right. But uh, other than that, uh, let's see. So uh, it was a freshly rebuilt, rebuilt motor, so I had to break it in. And we, of course, did that at Spring Fling. And, um, <laughs> you know, it's always my way to do that uh, have it any other way yeah so i had uh also to be noted um i was using the sab s7 blades they are 700 mil and this kit only allows up to 705 okay so just in case you're wondering will it run larger no it's not i even put it up against the black nitro and it is slightly shorter not by a lot but a little bit and you know, it definitely is not a full-size helicopter in, in 700, you know, where you're going to run 710s or 720s or whatever. Um, so problems that I had on the first flight. Um, Tom Shin, of course, was there, and his idea of breaking in a motor is not hovering, which I tend to agree, but sometimes I... I do it anyways, but he was like, nah, dude, you're flying it. So I was like, all right, so we're going to fly this thing. And so did like very, just very calm flying. Uh, did do, uh, we, we tuned it up a little bit in, within that first flight. Not a lot, just a little bit to get some heat going. And uh, I, I did some kind of flip or whatever, and the motor almost conked out. And luckily, uh, it was my stupidity of having the... Um, Switch glow still on. <laughs> so thank goodness it fired the motor back off. And I was able to at least land at that point. But Sherman called it and he was like, hmm. He's like, did your clunk just fall off? And I thought, no way that happened. You know, like, really? It's a brand new build. You know, surely that wouldn't happen. And sure enough, it was. So uh, the fuel tubing that I opted to use on this, uh, was not, it wasn't quite right. It wasn't good for this. And so thank goodness, uh, Tanner, uh, had a, you know, brand new package of fuel tubing there at the field. 
and we were able to get this thing rebuilt back up with proper tubing and, and get it on the way. But in the meantime of that, John Allen, doing John Allen things, came over and says, why are there holes in the side of your frame? He's like, are you missing screws? I was like, no way. What? No way. And he was right. Except that it was all four of the motor mount bolts that bolt to the side of the frame. No way. So the only thing holding this motor in place was the landing gear bolts, the two, the the, the two, yeah, the shroud and the two (laughs) bolts that are underneath the little tiny ones that are in a little bracket. Listen, that's what was happening to me in Miami. I, I get it. I get it. Yeah, you gotta keep both flying. Yeah. Oh yeah, dude. I, straight, I the same ones too. Jeez. Mm-hmm. So that's where we learned about Gowie Red and the Gowie Goo, and uh, you know, I mean, it, Rodney had all kinds of Loctites out for me. I mean, John kept going on and on about Gowie Red, and of course, then Gowie Red showed up, and you know, all these guys from RCHO. That's what they use, and so. I was like, all right, well, this bitch ain't coming apart. You know, we were tack welding things in place. (laughs) Right. (laughs) (laughs) That's right. And He's uh, he's actually sticking zip ties, like really small zip ties, and then putting the screws in. That's right. Hey, it happens. Yep. Sometimes it happens. So, first flight was definitely eventful, as they say. Uh, It was not uneventful, which I would have rather had. But uh, big thank you to all those guys. John Allen, Tanner. You know, Jay, Rodney, Tom, you guys are amazing. I'm glad I was down on your side of the field when this shit was happening. Um, because you guys were, I mean, the screws were coming out of people's toolboxes. I mean, I think it was Rodney or one of those guys had, or maybe it was Jay. Somebody had like this entire screw set. I mean, there was like, we had 400 screws there, you know. And it was amazing that these, you know, guys, they pulled together the way they did and got this thing back up. So it was really cool of them. Thank you. But, uh. The one thing I did notice is with these, maybe it's the blades, maybe it's my building, maybe it's not set up quite right, whatever. Uh, but I did notice that it, it currently right now, it feels a little unsettled. It doesn't feel locked in. Uh, I, I think that to be fair, uh, I went into the radio and I put in a bass tuning that I'm used to. But I'm also used to flying helis that are a lot heavier. And this thing is stupid light. And I wish that I would have measured how much it weighed because I even bought the whole scale and whatever. And I still haven't done it, which is stupid. I'm sorry. So I'm going to have to base it off of Kenny's numbers. He was coming in at 9.3 pounds, no fuel. Uh, But I'm running the X5 servos. I'm sure that I'm around 9.5 pounds. Uh, but when you're flying it, it feels like a feather. It's insane how light this thing is. So uh, give me next show, and I'll have a measurement for you. Uh, but I apologize that it's not on this one uh, due to the fact that it is the review of it. But I was using the S7 blades. It felt unsettled. It just kind of felt like it just was a little unpredictable at times. Um, and... I, I think that it has to do with the tuning, and I'm just not quite there yet because, obviously, I'm not used to flying something this light. It's, it's insane light. So that also being said, um, I, I know we're, you know, we hang out with a bunch of dudes that love big power and whatever else. Um, I will honestly tell you, I don't think this helicopter needs anything bigger than a 91. I'm just, I'm putting it out there. 
I think an OS 91 would be plenty of power for this. I think the 91 SR or the 3DS is more than enough power for this. Anything above that is just wasted. Um, but if you're, you know, an experienced pilot and you want to beat the shit out of this thing and you want to put a 120 in it, I take video. I would love to see it. <laughs> I was about to I say <laughs> some shit like that. You you were talking about like how um, it's on settlement. Are you sure it's not the YS power in there? <laughs> it torque roll. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you, are you sure? I mean, I know the fix is more more collective. More collective. Yeah, yeah. More collective. Yeah. yeah. Um. Yeah, but I you know I'm I'm in the process of trying different blades and you know and things like that too and and uh, I'll find it because I know Kenny he he loves the way his flies and you know we we've talked and. His isn't doing what mine's doing, so I'm gonna go back through it and, you know, give do my due diligence, you know. But uh, as far as the rest of it, it flies great. <laughs> I actually like that it's this light because it makes nitro a lot more fun when you're not fighting the weight of the model, right? And that's one of the benefits of the Puma Nitro is the fact that it it is very light and it you know you don't feel that lag because of the the weight. So, um, so that mm. I'm, I'm very excited about it. I actually like the fact too, that it is only a 700, uh, when I'm, you know, obviously meaning that it's not a 700 plus type helicopter, uh, because it has a smaller feel to it. It's almost like, not that, you know, it's a 650, but it's, it's like a 680, 680 type nitro. You know what I mean? Like where it has a smaller footprint and I really like that about it. So, um, I'm 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 looking forward to to getting a lot more flights on this thing and seeing, you know, what I can come up with with the tuning and see if I can get this thing dialed in because I'm 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 very excited about it and I'm I'm not unhappy that I bought it even though there were issues in the in the uh, manual, um, I'm still not dissatisfied. I think it was you know it was good enough. Um, I sure it needs some work, but the. The helicopter was a lot of fun to put together. Actually, uh, it was it was a, a nice departure from what I'm used to. And uh, if you're looking at this one, because uh, maybe you aren't an SAB guy, I would definitely say give it a give it a look. Uh, it's actually very very cool how it goes together. And um, again, I mean, it just uh, it was it was a fun build. I'm glad I'm I'm glad I took the time to buy it and uh, and you know take a look at something different for a change so. so here's a here's a question for you yeah if you had to rate it one out of ten what would you rate the build <laughs> rating the build um so the so here's the thing um and obviously there might be factors to this right but the parts quality is just amazing but that's to be expected coming out of Yentech. i mean for for years now we've seen models come out of there that are just the 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 quality of the parts are by far superior to most, and so if I had to rate it, excusing the manual, um, I mean I I think it's a strong eight or nine, man. Like it's it's a it's a good kit, and if you use the right Loctite, <laughs> it's an amazing kit. Then you know then it, yeah it might be a ten. Uh, no, but I mean the only reason I'm not giving it any higher score than that is like I need to spend more time with it. I need to spend more time get it tuned right where it feels you know locked in and dialed, and uh, at that point then I can really you know give a give a better score you know. But I I think Fair if enough. 
speculating. I think it would be a good eight, you know, if not if not nine. I think it's a good kit, man. It's it's very high quality. Yeah, you can look at the frames. Flew good. Yeah. Yeah, because Chris flew it. Go ahead and give your I was so I wanted to get everybody to fly it, but that just didn't happen. But the only person of our group that did get to fly it was Chris. So what did you think, even though knowing that the tuning wasn't spot on, what did you think of it? It flew good. It had major uh the only thing I noticed I didn't like is it didn't like the set. Which maybe it's tuning, maybe the need a little little something worked out of it. It didn't like to sit. Like you'd stop it, it'd want to move, which I'm not saying is a heli because I think I got it, it only had like six flights on it, maybe. Mm-hmm. When I flew it. But so, it was yeah, it was ahead. a very light like for nitro, like the power to weight ratio was insane. Like yeah. you could definitely get on it and it wouldn't bog. It stayed loaded very easily. It also had that super like light but crisp feeling. It didn't feel too floaty. It was like right in the middle where you'd mm-hmm. want it. And overall, it felt good. Yeah. Uh, speaking of which, I you know Mike Sobe has one, so he and I talked about it, and uh, he's he's running the six eighty five, the spin blades, and and that's something that he and I talked about. I was like, I I said I think that the seven hundred blade is too much. This is me talking. I'm you know you know if somebody else likes the seven hundred blades, cool, good for you. Um, but for me, I I think that it's almost light in a way that I want to reduce blade length just a little bit so that I can, you know, feel the helicopter just a little bit more, right? And I think going from the 700 to the 690, because I'm I'm going to try out these these rapids, right, and um and, and see if a 690 makes any difference in how it performs and maybe some of these little weird tendencies that I'm feeling, you know what I mean? And yeah, see, see if that going helps. down in blades, will, going down in size will give it that heavier feeling, right? Which right. might, which will probably make it feel more locked in. So I'm hoping so. But you know, you mentioned something very interesting, Chris, and you're saying it, it doesn't like settle or it doesn't stop, you know, uh, without moving around. Uh, you and I need to talk offline about that because I I've experienced that not with you know this but other helis and uh, and I'd like to talk to you about that as well to see if there's some tuning tricks that I can maybe try on my own stuff but uh, okay um, but yeah no I I thought it was great man I think it's a good kit um, you know I I kind of wondered if I would hate the clutch stack because obviously I mean again Sab is obviously you know hit it out of the park with their clutch setup and whatever else. Uh, it makes it very easy to work on, which is awesome. Uh, but I didn't feel that way with this. It was actually fine. Um, I don't feel like you have to take out any more bolts than you would on, you know, uh, an SAB Nitro. I mean, I think you're still going to be, you know, pigeonholed to the same amount of screws. You know what I mean? Like, it's, I think it's the same. So. I actually didn't hate it. Oh, there is one thing that I will say, now looking at this picture here, is the collar on the main shaft. You guys see that? (laughs) Remember those? Yeah. So at one point in time, I went to go pick it up, and you feel that clunk, right? That clunk. Mm -hmm. And you're like, dadgummit. So the only suggestion I can say is, is if I really the 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 one nitpicky thing about this entire kit in terms of manufacturing parts, 
get rid of the collar, please. Like have a ring welded on there, you know, whatever, or, or, or CNC'd where there's that ring there. When you put it onto the top bearing, you know, there's not going to be that play there or the potential of more play because that collar is loosening up no matter what you do, right? And um, that, I would love to see that gone. It's not that it's hard to, you. yeah, it's not that it's hard to deal with. It's just unnecessary. Why would you have that? You know, just do a main shaft that has the, yep. you we know, just the, went from eight. We went down to seven. Oh and a half. man. Yeah. Now it's seven and a quarter. Dadgummit. Yeah. 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 But, uh, no man. Uh, good I, stuff. I saw that. I saw that. I'm like, is that really necessary anymore? Yeah. I think you can this create main shafts that don't require that, you know? I remember the seven hat and I was like, this is my first hell yeah. I have to do this on. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, the boom is really nice. It looks really good. I love that the octagon shape. Uh, I love the fact there's no boom supports. I'm a big supporter of that. Uh, but, we don't um, need support. Yeah. No, dude, get rid of them. But anyway, yeah. that's all I have. Uh, I, I hope somebody, you know, who listens to this and enjoys hearing the parts of the manual, uh, as well as the build, um, you know, if you want one, I would say get one. I would not hesitate. If you are new, make sure you have somebody you can lean on. How about that? Get yourself a helitherapist. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Or just email us. It's fine. We'll we'll do what we can to help you, man. You know, that's what we're here for. So. Mm-hmm. All right. But that's it. Now just more flying. Yes. Yeah. More screws marked safe after a flight. <laughs> right. So that's going to be my job tomorrow is I'm actually going to go through the side frame and I'm going to start popping screws out and putting this gowie goo on there. You're going to pop them collars, aren't you? Oh, man. I'm going to uh, pop every one of them that I can and make sure nothing comes flying off at, you know, uh, Joe Nall because we, we don't need extra stories. Just leave it down to the hill. Just mm-hmm. like, man, that's so far. Out. Nope. Nope. It's staying yeah, there. It's staying. Leave <laughs> it. The uh, mower will get it. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Ooh. Cool. Well, uh, do we have anything else to add? I think that's it. All right. Yeah. Let's wrap it up. So if you would like to get in touch with us, you can email us at the heliheads show at gmail.com. We would love to hear from you. If you got questions or show ideas, give us an email. We would love to hear from you. Mm-hmm. Well, I do want to thank our special guest, Kevin McGrady, you know, and giving us this <laughs> great review. No, I, I really, no, thank you, dude, for, for, because I know you, you took your time, you took notes and, um, it's definitely cool. I think uh, people will enjoy this. I so. hope so. I hope so. Yeah. But uh, don't forget to like our Facebook, follow and subscribe to us on Podbean and iTunes. Mm-hmm. Right. And let's uh, not forget a shout out to the other Heli podcast and video personalities in the hobby, Bill. Yeah. You know, he has a, a, a few. Oh, he's always releasing stuff. I think he just released a video of himself videoing. Yeah. So, what was that all about? I mean, he's listen. He's trying to go, you know, into outer space with this bad boy. How how did he pay Louie to to video him the entire time? I don't know. Everybody needs their fifteen minutes of fame. I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, speaking of new videos, Bill has a new video coming. 
Okay. You want to know what it's about? Now, you, now you're going to feel like a douche. Oh, boy. What is it about? The Trinasty. It's coming, baby. Uh, really? Yep. He's got a video yeah. coming soon of the oh, Trinasty. And, well, is Wait, it I'm glad. I'm very thankful that people like him and others capture it because you just never know when it's his last flight. Yeah. Yeah. You know, we're, you know, we, maybe we do something crazy this weekend in Cuba. Yeah, you never know. You know, is he going to be there? I don't know that he's going to be there. Well, if he's not there, once again, he's dropping the ball. He's dropping the ball. Bill, you better get on it, buddy. Yeah. Oh my god. So. Well, before we leave, uh, the to the next important part, there, do we want to cover the uh, comments that we've gotten? Well, yeah. Okay. All right, because we're kind of behind. Yeah. Yep, yep, Ish. yep, yep. So, Ish. speaking of Louie, yeah. apparently on episode 94, he wanted to mention, he says, I get all my parts for, for, uh, for my Gowies from anythingheli.com here in the States. They are fully stocked with Gowie kits and parts. Great show. Thank you, Louie. Yeah. Yep, and, yep, uh, yep, yeah, yep. Anything Heli is awesome. You guys should go check them out. If you uh, have trouble getting parts, go check them out, man. It's awesome. So... Mm-hmm. Then we had Tanner. Tanner, he, yep. he was so excited he had to give us two. Yep. So, so let's yeah. see. We apparently we misrepresented the Sokto 7.1. The kid did first RC main blades and tail blades, putting yeah. the total airframe plus blades at 2543. Okay. The Sokto uh, 7.1 can also swing up to 720s. You just have to run 105 size tails with any blade size beyond 710. Okay. Okay. So, so you, what if we what if we what if we put this into our spreadsheet right now? What, you want to do that? You do, do it. That? Let's do oh, it. Boy. Listen, Tanner needs validation. You know what I mean? So we're we're gonna <laughs> do this right freaking now. So this now, does was points to run smaller tail blades. Do what now? Yes. Oh. Yes. It does, it's got to because it's got to run smaller tail blades. Okay. Okay, so let's go to Sokto. So let's go to 720s, right? Mm-hmm. Let's go to weight to 25, what was it? 25. 543. Yep. Okay, blades included, right? So blades included is a one, right? Okay. Okay, and it's nine eighty nine. Yep. That put it right at nine point five, nine nine point four nine. So our our heli head score was ten, and that yep. brought it well, in at a nine four nine. Yep. Mm-hmm. That's pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. All right, Tanner, uh, you win. You win, Tanner. Yep. Almost right. perfect. Almost. Almost. Almost perfect. This minus the whole point for me because I can't run one fifteens. <laughs> it's it it lost that that half a point because if you run, what does it say beyond seven ten? You have to run one hundred five tail blades. Is that what it is? Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. Let me let me look at something really. Quick. What if I don't run? What if I run one tens? Hmm. I gonna chop some tail blades in half. You might you might hear the the click. The click. Hmm. I think we should find out. <laughs> Tanner. Yeah. 
That's pretty cool too, because actually the blades match the color of the canopy. Yep. So yeah, we're good. Nice. So nine point four nine. So we'll give them the half a point because at least they're matchy matchy. Mm-hmm. You're a ten. It's got that bling bling. <laughs> yeah. And it oh. might have been too is that I was looking at weight without components and blades is twenty one eighty. So that's how I got. Um. Yeah, and we did ours. <clears throat> we did, you know, like we chose seven ten because that's what they represent on their spec section. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, still a solid. Yeah, I mean, technically, I'm sure you could run seven twenties with one fifteens. Yeah, we just yeah. don't know for how long. <laughs> we can yeah. find out. As far as I know, it's a great kit too. So, oh, it looks good, dude. It just. I just love the fact that, you know, the canopy stands so wide, mm-hmm. you know, it just looks a lot heavier than it actually, because we know it's light, right? It's right. just, it's really, really, really cool. Yeah. Yep. 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 What else did he say? Uh, let's see here. Uh, Great okay. show and see y'all at Springfling. Nice. Yep. And then great episode and extensive accurate coverage of Springfling. This is from Raphael. Those who didn't attend will get uh, a good idea of what they missed from the show. It was great meeting y'all, Gucci, Chris, and Kevin. I appreciate the mention, Gucci. Hope to see you all soon, of course, after the baby's born, Raphael. Yeah. Well, all I got to say is, you know, well, uh, best of wishes with the baby. And yeah. definitely let us know when the baby comes around. Yeah. If you want to name know. the baby Kevin, that's cool. I mean, oh, boy. if it's a boy, you know. Just don't name him Skids. Just don't Gucci. name him Skids. Yeah, no. <laughs> or Diamond. Or Heavy Hands. Yeah, yeah. Oh, Lord. Or Pogo. Oh, my God. Yep. yep. No, it was it was awesome to, to meet yeah. you, Raphael. Yeah. Yep. Yep, yep. Thank you for the kind words to Absolutely. all of them. Yep, he's a good yep. dude. All right, Chris, wrap it up. What do you got here on the last little bit for the closing? Donate to our clubs. They have us come. The least we can do is throw them a few extra bucks to have us keep coming back. That's right. That's right. Help them out. Okie dokie. Well, let's get to the parting words. Gooch, what you got? All right. Uh, as always, I am, you know, one of the, the hardcore members of the 3 a.m. crew. Ugh. You know, um, it, it's just, it always happens. Uh, hashtag Nitro Life. Yep. Yep. Mm-hmm. Nitro Life. Uh, hashtag Funfly Greatness. Yep. You know, we are going to be already back from Cuba by the time the show releases. And we're definitely amping up our event in uh, Northeast Ohio, the Ohio Heli Throwdown. And just a a really quick, uh, as of right now, we might have upwards of five junior competitors for our amateur throwdown competition. Nice. Yep. So we're looking really good. YS96. Part two, that's running good. <laughs> and, uh, you know, just looking forward to coming back for the next show and telling you about all the crazy things we did at Spring Thing. Nice. Yep. That's it. All right. Chris, hit me. Okay. Hashtag Nitro Life. Mm. Hashtag Does It Survive the Tree Test? <laughs> mm-hmm. Hashtag Lightning McQueen. Mm. Ka-chow. 
Uh, Hashtag dominance asserted. Uh huh. Hashtag don't worry about that noise. Yep. Hashtag tail servo couldn't hang. <laughs> Hashtag we're swimming the Cuba boys. Yep. Right on. All right. All right. Go. You guys ready? Let's turn. I'm Let's ready. Do it. Let's wrap it up. Here we go. We got hashtag. I don't always crash, but when I do, I just buy new because of all the bolts falling out. <laughs> we got hashtag not unapproachable. We've got well, this is sorry. This is an inside joke. Sorry, you guys. Hashtag Gorlocks un- unite. Oh boy. We got hashtag no slow s. Nope. Then we got hashtag, there's OS guys, then there's Nitro guys. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> oh. Uh, then we got uh, hashtag Tail Sniper. Thanks so much for listening. This has been episode 97. We will uh, catch you guys next time. Bye. Yes, sir. So I was talking to Todd and Ron last night. We were on the call. And Todd is like, you know, he gave thanks to others. and just not me. I'm like, oh, don't worry. I said, I'll make sure that I'll put him on the spot. <laughs> and Ron is dying. He's like, he's like even Ron, what was he? Um, he? He brought something up from the last episode, the episode before. He's like, dude, you guys had me dying with whatever you were saying. And I'm like, really? He's like, dude, I was laughing so hard. That my wife was like, what the hell is wrong with you? Like, you're going to throw you back out. You laugh. I wonder what party he's talking about. Uh, I'll have to ask him again. But yeah, he was. That's funny. So when I I was telling Todd, I'm like, don't worry. I'll I'll serve it. You know, I'll prep it really good. (laughs) And Ron is like, do it. Do it. Do it. He loves that. (laughs) You know, know, Ron. The way him and Charlie are. Like, he loves. Oh, the way those guys are at the field. Jesus Christ. Oh, man. A bullshit? A bullshit? A bullshit? A bullshit?